0: No, I've just had fucking gangsta grass stuck in my head all morning, unfortunately. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't think I know bow. what gangsta grass is.
0: Uh, the band that does the Justified theme song. Oh, okay. if so, if you heard the term gangsta grass, they sound like you know that you'd assume. I would think. What if someone rapped over
2: bluegrass? Yep. They were on the. They auditioned for the sixteenth season of America's Got Talent. They had already done. <laughs> they they had already done the Justified theme at that point.
0: That's that feels dude, illegal. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> that's like when people like country singers in Nashville go to karaoke, like to get like more stage time. Just like fine, no, this, that's this fine. is not for you, motherfucker. They
2: had done the Justified theme, and they were quarterfinalists.
0: Dude, like like the national should do America's Got Talent. That would be amazing. That's also a very like to America's thing of like, oh, they did a basic cable show that is very, very vaguely associated with prestige TV, but is not really. But thankfully, um, thankfully. (laughs) But but still, that's another level from people who watch America's Got Talent. They're not watching FX dramas. It won a Peabody. Not for them. They should watch this show. This should I, be like a Yellowstone level popular show.
2: <laughs> my parents should be asking me if I've seen this show.
0: Everyone, yeah, everywhere along so. the street,
2: people should just be stopping and asking me my thoughts on Raylan Givens, and yeah. then I should be allowed to draw down on them. Dudes <laughs> should just always be pretending to shoot one another
1: really quickly. More, more <laughs> things should end in shootouts for sure. Like I do love, I do love the. S- Dark difference between when we watch a show that we like. I mean, I know we all like Sabrina and it was a bit of a it was a bit of an exception, but it is like nobody said anything because we all just want to talk about the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right.
2: Yeah. The the episodes were all like, hey, you know what was cool when that one guy did, what's what's great is we all have like a, a diverse, sophisticated range with a lot of left, you know, like strong left leaning politics. And then if you give us a show where one guy shoots another guy in a cool way, we're all like, whoa! <laughs> Yeah, the show where a cop manufactures (laughs) ways to
0: execute people over and over and over again. That guy
2: needed to leave town! I don't know what to tell you! He told him he had 24 hours! Yeah. If if Timothy Oliphant came to me in his big cowboy hat and said, you have 24 hours to leave town, I'm not making it 24 minutes! Yeah. (laughs) Like... (laughs) And everyone he kills is
0: bad, so it's an an easy
1: one to lecture, like... I I realized... I realized about... uh, two-thirds of the way through this, as in, like, you know, an episode and a... Boy, I don't want to do that math right now. Uh, an episode and a sixth? Yes. Um, Partway into the second episode. Yeah. There you go. That, that this actually is just a superhero with a very specific power. like like Quick drawing. It, especially, especially after he arrests the bad guy instead of killing him, where it's just, like, he has the power to shoot anybody... Yeah. First, but First, only yeah. if they're trying to shoot him. Yeah. Like, it's it's it feels a like A man magic. must have a code. It, it yeah. feels like a comic book. He's also um, a little bit like a samurai.
0: It, yeah, so Ian and I can confirm it's not just these two episodes. That is, yeah, his his thing. He does a lot. I think we can probably talk about our favorite quick draw Raylan moments. Mine is
2: uh, <laughs> mine is when he goes up against the guy who's an as you know all star because he was the uncle and. Gossip Girl, and he's the guy who stabs people in the hand with an ice pick.
0: I was gonna use the ice pick
2: guy. Yeah, he's, yeah. he stabs people in the hand with an ice pick, and then he shoots them. So, because he puts the guns in the center of the table,
0: and he makes and, them his. It's the thing is, he puts the gun in the center, and he's like, "I'll you know count down to three, and then." race you to the gun or whatever and when the other person puts their hands to the gun he stabs an ice pick in their hand yeah. and then shoots them with a different or grabs the gun and shoots them or uses a different one but whatever. with
2: Raylan it's like on like this it's like on like um. there's like a, a runner like there's some cloth there and so he just oh there's a tablecloth so he counts to three and then Raylan grabs the tablecloth and the guy stabs the thing misses and then Raylan shoots him it's
1: so sick <laughs> that's <laughs> that... insanely comic booky yeah for, yeah. for, for like a, it's, for like a I would TV say, show I would that actually is... say the word we want is pulpy
2: yeah. Because it, it's not just comic booky. It's the sort of also like, you know, you think like old, old serials, Indiana Jones, even like right. Western sure, sort of things like sure. that.
1: That scene is the fact that he has rules and a power. He's like a samurai. Again, he, he lives by just a Just like cowboys. Yeah. Just like how Westerns were influenced yeah. by a samurais. The monster.
0: Um, My other favorite one isn't really a Raylan quick draw so much as um, I believe in the fifth season, it's when you deal with the, uh, the other members of the crow family. Uh, and there's the one who's really obsessed with the 21 foot rule, um, which is a very stupid guy concept that like, if I have a knife and I'm within 21 feet of you, I'm actually more dangerous uh, than like if you have a gun or whatever. So there's this, and the guy who's been spending all season being like 21 foot rule or whatever, finally gets a chance to like use it on Raylan and starts charging him and then trips on a ditch and falls down and stabs himself through the mouth with his own knife. just <laughs> <laughs> so was justified if nothing else as a show about people who think that they are criminal masterminds and they're all really fucking stupid. Trash and Raylan is also stupid, but not as stupid as they
2: are. <laughs> he's He's the stupidest smart guy of all time. <laughs> Um
1: it was he, in does the glass seem, he does seem to be kind of horny, which is a great flaw in a in a hero of a show. Like yes. he's at every least a every bit season horny. has
0: at least one moment where he has sex with someone who's critical to an investigation that the police are doing and he has to come back and then art goes,
1: damn it, Raylan really?
2: <laughs> <laughs> It's
0: just a constant. <laughs> so. The number of times
2: <laughs> where art is like Raylan, <laughs> Or just like exasperated as yeah. it's like, and let me guess.
0: And then he May not have did been this. clear from the first episode, but the second episode, he has sex with Ava, and that's a
1: problem. I don't know. So I say this is a lot, it? but I don't know what is attractive <laughs> in masculinity a lot of the time. But I feel Looking like, like the Elephant. I feel like there's something about like this guy can draw his gun quicker than anybody else. Where I'd be like, okay, it's confidence. <laughs> I yeah. am getting my pants in a bunch.
2: It's pure confidence through and through. And now, does it help that his confidence is physically demonstrated repeatedly with a phallic object? Yes. But it is just like okay. Also, he's just like a hot
0: guy. Generally, I think. Yeah, I mean, he keeps getting hotter.
2: (laughs) Remember when he took that helmet off in The Mandalorian, and everyone's like, "Jesus Christ!" (laughs) Uh, His hair was amazing.
0: Space Raylan. Yes. We can talk about thing. the show, and then we can talk about Timothy Olyphant's career, because it's insane. Uh, I'm sure you and I are both competing to be like, which Wikipedia effect can you pull? That's
2: yeah. Weird. Then we, we can t- we can talk about his quote after Deadpool. We can talk about the Christmas card with Josh Duhamel's family. All of after those Deadpool, things. you mean? Yeah. Sorry. Can we talk about the um,
1: guy who plays Bo? Because that guy... Boyd. Uh, Boyd.
2: Walton Goggins? We'll get to all of that, but first, first, we have to get to what this is. This... Is as you know the podcast that is dedicated covering the first and last episode of every television show in existence, because we have been we we were cursed. We couldn't draw quick enough, and we were shot. And this is the only way to heal our bodies. Shot with the Uh,
0: podcast about television gun. Do not try to draw down on an enemy who has that particular gun. You You end up 24 (laughs) hours to not podcast about every TV show. Uh,
2: We had to get out of town, and now we are coming to you from an undisclosed location so that we are not shot by Raylan Givens. I am Ian Benson. Joining me, as always, he saw Peter Tosh in concert. It's Stephen Doughton.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, I don't know much about that kind of music. <laughs> He's surfing in
2: Fiji. It's Matt Ciani. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. And fire in the hole! It's Travis Marmon. <laughs> Hello, everyone. show's resident Edomite here. Wait, wait, <laughs> oh man you could have done any <laughs> of the other things they thought he said with Fire i mean heidi 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 ho liars and he said hidey, hidey, i ho. wish i
0: had good boyd quotes memorized because there are so many incredible yeah. ones like throughout justified that are like extremely verbose but the two that always stuck with me are just his deliveries of i don't like you Raylan," <laughs> and the one in
2: the last episode with damn it Raylan, your time it sucks um, I guess that depends on your definition of friend. He's a nice, enough, nice enough fella, but I wouldn't ask to borrow his corduroy jacket. It was it was one that I've always loved.
0: <laughs> I always I try to sell this show to people by saying everyone's either really hot or really weird looking, and then there's Walton Goggins who transcends such concepts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> some of the most interesting looking, like hot women, like like where they're hot, but you're like their faces interesting. <laughs> There are like a few of those. Very distinct. Yeah. Yeah. Natalie Isaiah is that. Yeah, for sure. Travis, do you, feel, do you feel weird about uh, being a mud person?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel physical ill effects from it uh, quite often, <laughs> I think. but
1: <laughs> Like now that you know that that's w- who you are, has that affected your life in any way? Now, that, now, that,
0: I, now that I've had the Bible interpreted expertly for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs>
2: Like, hmm, explains a lot. If you're wondering why we're talking about mud people and gunshots, and I guess we haven't talked much about Kentucky yet, but don't worry, we will. It's because today's episode is on Justified, the 2010 to uh, 2015 FX television program developed by Graham Yost based on Elmore Leonard's character Raylan Givens, which uh, is played by Timothy Oliphant, a deputy U.S. marshal who enforces his own justice in the uh, in parts of eastern Kentucky, specifically Harlan County, where he, many of the characters grew up. Uh, it was six seasons, 78 episodes. Travis and I watched it all. Though I will say the last, like, two seasons get a little fuzzy in my brain. I remember very little from
0: the last season. Uh, and the fifth is the one everyone is like, that one's kind of mid, mostly because why is Michael Rappaport playing the the heavy and trying to do a Florida accent?
2: Why did they cast him? That that doesn't matter because we're not talking about the fifth season. Instead, we're just talking about Justified, and I picked Justified this week because um, I thought we all deserved a nice little treat. Um, it' been been some conscientious or some some contentious weeks of uh, of programming. Uh, I have some uh, some inside info on some weeks to come, perhaps. <laughs> And knew that maybe a nice little oasis in our desert would be would be a lovely time. And in this case, this oasis was filled with bourbon and blood. That's right, um, Travis. You also love Justified.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Sure. we're talking about experience with the show, uh, yeah. this was a show Ian told me to watch. I think when we were in college, I think you watched it as it was airing, more or less. More and or less, like started it. it you, know, it was still on TV when you began to watch it. I think I started. I think I watched season one either late 2019 or early 20, and then I watched the rest of it uh, during the pandemic. Like I very vividly remember, at the very least, seasons two and three, and probably four, were watched largely on my laptop in my sister's childhood bedroom in my parents' house uh, while we were hiding out there.
2: Um, What a what a perfect. (laughs) I, I've been talking about this recently with some friends about where you watched things at, at a time in your life. Cause I was referring to the series of movies that I was like, Oh, this is the first time I'm seeing them since I watched a DVD copy projected on a bed sheet in a barn. Like the number yeah. of films I saw like that way. So also the number of things I watched on a laptop in a weird room somewhere in life.
0: Yeah. And it's a show I took a bit to get into cause the first season is very procedural. Um, and we've talked extensively on the show about my, my brain and procedurals and how they don't always vibe but there's generally an overarching plot of every season and they get more serialized over time plus season two is pretty much the consensus best one because there's margot martindale and her idiot sons as the main villains and <laughs> and caitlin deaver is introduced. Incredible. yes
2: we got a little bit of her too mm-hmm. uh, you know the child of, of george clooney and julia roberts if you saw ticket to paradise <laughs> If you booked your two tickets, which I, also, did. I did. If you're as well. a That
0: Guy connoisseur, it's a great show to watch um, for the, like, the bottom screen credits after the opening to be like, I mean,
2: Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you do that a lot. This podcast is dedicated to That Guys in many ways, which is why we got two all-stars, and I can also be like, hey, did you realize that the um, the priest uh, was Doug e.
1: Doug? So that's what I said in the chat was... <laughs> Doug e. Doug? Can we talk about Doug E. Doug? <laughs>
0: Is he a VH1 Talking Head guy? Would he show up on those? I Uh, feel like that's how I know his name.
1: Is that so? Is this a man? Is this a man whose last name was Doug, whose parents decided to name him Doug? No,
0: no, his last name is not actually Doug. Travis, I feel like Dougie Fresh was the one who would do VH1 stuff. Dougie Fresh definitely would, but I thought Dougie Doug might have been in their list of Dougie Doug comics that would do things.
2: Yeah, Dougie Doug for me, you know, first and foremost uh, is
1: of course Cool Runnings. Doug, was Dougie Jones also on VH1?
2: Yes, yes. Uh, I remember that. I remember that great period when you would tune into VH1 and he would introduce.
1: And <laughs> Dougie say, Jones would be introducing music Dougie videos. Get, Dougie get two rides.
0: I love if uh, Doug E. Doug also is uh, an alien uh, from the uh, species that Subulba is. I believe they're called the Dugs. Ah, I can't believe I'm a the Dug. <laughs>
2: D U G yes Doug yes yeah. yes yeah <laughs> good subalba there Stephen
1: huh thanks, thanks. <laughs> I thought it, I thought that huh, at first was you being like I
2: wasn't doing a subalbo impression
1: <laughs> yeah no sorry I was just clearing my throat <laughs>
2: <laughs> now uh, Matt and Stephen did
1: you have any relationship with the program Justified other than I don't know anything about, about this show except for what I learned in the last three hours.
0: I I knew about it because everybody on Twitter was watching it like in the heyday of me being on Twitter. I knew that I would probably like it. <laughs> Actually, the thing I I always cut out me talking about other podcasts, but like uh, I learn I knew that I was gonna like justified when uh, I learned on a lab that Coach uh, referenced <laughs> it in his like ridiculous lawsuit. <laughs> I need to go back and find that episode, because I can't remember what the specific incident where the guy was like, he saw it on Justified, so yeah. he thought it was legal or whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible brain to be like, I saw this thing on Justified, it must be legal. <laughs> it is a show that has a lot of play, both with like weirdo leftist Twitter people and like cool sports writers or whatever. But it's, it's also, it's also such a good dumb guy show. Yeah. And that's... That, I, that's yeah, how guy, I knew I was going to like it because be it seems like, like a show. great consensus of people who want smart TV and people who want dumb TV. And you can be like, it's a literary adaptation. So, yeah, it's very smart. I mean, everyone loves Elmore Leonard. Um, I mean, I do. Jack, Jackie Brown is the, like,
2: the cool choice for favorite Tarantino movie. The one I haven't and seen.
0: Also, the You've correct choice.
2: I've never no. seen Jackie Brown, and I was going to see Jackie Brown... At uh, a movie theater, but it's up against uh, another like a uh, thing I've got going on that night that I can't get out of, so I'm just going to mm-hmm. watch Jackie Brown with the friend with some friends instead. Yeah, because we you all already know that how it's good. You're going to like it. Yeah, yeah. we're kind of all
0: like, oh, we're going to like the world it, where Ian is like Jackie Brown mid. No, the Don't
2: world gonna is gonna where happen. I go Jackie Brown best. It has the least Quentin nonsense, is probably yeah. Generally, why that's often yeah <laughs> people's favorite. Uh, but yeah, no, no, it's yeah, it's it's um, it's one of those things where it's like. Uh, there will be those movies that I've never seen that I really want to see, but then wind up saving for a like special occasion sort of thing like that, which right. is how I haven't seen Paris, Texas yet either, despite that probably being one of those films that I will adore. You will really but, like Paris, Texas, yes. Yeah, but I also really like Justified, which was brought to us by Graham Yost, who uh, was uh, a genius. Because uh, you know what else Graham Yost wrote? Actually, don't. I,
0: I found so much to read about for this show that I didn't like... I didn't even, I couldn't get to everything.
2: Yeah, so he wrote uh, on, uh, I mean, like television wise, he did like Band of Brothers, he worked on. And then uh, he, um, The Pacific, stuff like that. um, I think, uh, no, uh, he wrote uh, Speed. Oh. Mm.
0: So he is among those preeminent
2: genius dumb, great whispers to dumb geniuses. Yes. (laughs) Because he did Speed and Broken Arrow. And Speed 2 Cruise Control, but no, oh, that's just the credit for characters. Yeah, he, he's not responsible for that. And he did uncredited co-writing on the 2001 Planet of the Apes remake. So, wow. But yeah, and then he, he, uh, he got into television sort of along that way. I mean, he'd written some, uh, some television programs before, but um, he had created Boomtown, which is one of those shows that I think people liked, but only went like a brief amount of time. Um, you know and has like some weird impact but yeah and then he winds up doing uh, Justified in 2010 and then since then uh, you know he was an executive producer on The Americans and Sneaky Pete and Slow Horses and uh, he's, uh, he's back on television now with Silo, which is the Apple TV show that's getting some uh, comparisons that people really like. And, I haven't heard and of it he's in not involved movies. in the new Justified miniseries, I don't think. I do not see his name on that, but Travis, he did create Show That You Will One Day, or he was the executive producer on Show You Will One Day Pick, Falling Skies. <laughs> not if Matt picks it first. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, <laughs> <absolutely on my laughs> list. that's a great <laughs> possibility. And then I'll just be like, listen, guys, did you know Steven Spielberg executive produced this? What does that even mean? But... uh. But no, so he uh, he had read, you know, some uh, uh, Elmore Leonard sort of stuff, uh, and was just kind of like, Elmore Leonard is kind of always perpetually like in so- there's always some Elmore Leonard thing that someone somewhere is like, and hey, we could make this a show or a movie, right? Uh, you know, there was Jackie Brown, there was also Out of Sight at the same time as that. There have been Get a number of
0: slash be cool.
2: Yeah, there's a there was another television program that was featuring a character played by Carly Gugino. I can't remember what that.
0: Uh, Karen Cisco, who does yeah. have a an appearance on Justified at some point.
2: Yes, uh, exactly. Three
0: ten, three ten to Yuma is an Elmer Leonard adaptation, huh. which I didn't realize. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, something like thirty of his books have been adapted for screen. It makes yeah. Uh, this isn't even the first. This is even the first time we've had Raylan Givens on screen because Pronto had a TV movie in 1997.
2: Uh, and huh? I had that page somewhere here. Yes, James LaGrosse as uh, Raylan Gibbons. Uh I uh, I don't know this man from anything. So good good, very good very to just have that sort of thing. Like, well.
0: It's a TV movie from 1990. Is that yeah. what you said? 97. Uh, oh, 97. Yeah, he yeah. did actually pre, appear pre- as Wade TV Messer. Being good in any way. Yeah, Uh, I guess since we're doing Leonard, um, I should mention uh, my connection to Elmer Leonard is that my cousin was one of the EMTs on scene when he died, (laughs) Uh, I (laughs) believe. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Elmer Leonard, Detroit suburbs guy. A lot of his stuff (laughs) is set in Detroit, South south, south Florida. Yeah, he lived in Bloomfield Hills, Um,
2: very close to where a lot of my family is from. Uh, I'm going to put this here. I'm going to put this here. I was having a conversation earlier today, one of the more dystopic conversations I've had in recent memory, because uh, I was asking a friend. I was like, "Hey, do you have you have to work tonight, right?" Because um, some of us were going to go see the Spider Man movie, and she was like, "Yeah, I, um, yeah, I have to go into work, even though a body was found in the dumpster uh, in the parking lot at work today." And I was like, Ooh. "I'm sorry, your word, what,
1: <laughs> dude?" That was like the time that I was dating a girl and. There was like a a couple restaurants next to each other that shared a parking lot, and one of the servers from one of the other restaurants was like stabbed uh, in the parking lot where she parked for work every night after getting off, and then was like, "Gotta go back to work." And I was like, "Jesus!" All right. The world is so cool,
2: which is why why we need good men with guns like Raylan. Yeah, that's right. (laughs)
1: It sure is a good thing that Raylan Gibbons is real. I always he's real, that.
2: and he is he is out there, and he saving is. saving
1: people, and shooting dumb criminals before they can shoot him. I feel bad for the guy who's in the pilot of the of the show, so he didn't know that Raylan Gibbons can only shoot people who draw first. You know, like he he, he everybody else gets to know that because they can watch the pilot. But
0: and because like the rumor spreads very quickly to everyone yeah. that's it's like, oh, you're the guy that did this to I mean the gun boyd thug, is a like, term that has only ever been said on this show, it is has said four thousand times it really constantly of gets said uh should we talk about about Timmy O and his fascinating Timio? background
2: <laughs> yeah travis, uh what is specifically is the thing about uh, timio's fascinating background? you really want to talk about Well, there are several um
0: first of all, he's a Vanderbilt um. <laughs> yeah sure as Just in like family actor. or that's where he yes. went to school so he's, he's like a he is a descendant of cornelius vanderbilt it's like his it's like fourth generation or something I like name that
1: my kid cornelius Jeez, um, Return, yeah fourth his
0: fourth great grandfather then um when he was trying to go into uh the entertainment business he started as a stand-up comedian uh, I can't. Oh, oh, it's extremely this. hard to picture. Uh, yeah, it's like I don't doubt that Timothy Elephant is like personally funny and like has a good sense of humor and good timing. He appears in comedy sometimes. He's generally good, and likable. When you're that handsome and we're born rich, yeah, you're not. Sorry, but like you're not going like, to be a stand-up comic. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to happen. So he's like, fine. I guess I'll go into acting. Uh, <laughs> and after a career where you know, before he before he's ever on. Deadwood which I think is really the thing that makes him um do you guys do you guys want to guess what um franchise tentpole character he was
2: the original choice I to know play? this this is exactly what I was about to say in fact franchise Well you got to remember also wait hold on time out Travis uh, you can't just say like oh Deadpool he was like the major part because he's or sorry Deadwood uh, <laughs> Deadpool Ooh, please stop explaining um, this sorry <laughs> His original
1: his original cast for Deadpool sorry. and Ryan Reynolds uh, no I, it. he
2: he was in Scream 2 already at that point you got to remember. Yeah, that. yeah, he's the yeah. killer. One of the he's killers the of is around. Two.
1: Okay, um, and okay. he
2: was in Go, and then he was gone in sixty seconds. Which you yeah. know, he if you remember, you know, car movies, stealing cars and shit like that, boosting cars. Wonder so what Sp- film franchise wanted him as the number one you guy. You didn't
1: even let me guess. You didn't even let me guess before oh. you gave me an obvious hinty, and I'm Sorry. mad.
0: He was supposed to be Steve McQueen in, in the Cars series
1: lightning mcqueen
2: i don't know the fucking name <laughs> I mean, steve mcqueen if, <laughs> steve mcqueen is either the actor or the british film director yeah, yeah i mean the so. thing is
0: even if you were like oh uh he was almost in the fast and furious films you'd be like in the paul walker role right in the ludicrous role he was uh, he was almost <laughs> um,
2: was he gonna be dominic Toretto? <laughs> He was going to be Dominic Toretto. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it wasn't they had him for the Paul Walker part. It was going to be him and Paul Walker. That's were st- were the cars, Which would... <laughs> which would also be hilarious because it feels like a movie that then people would be like those two guys look way too much alike to do this yeah it <laughs> yes. would be the departed all not over
0: th- again i'm not i'm not watching another it one never become, it never becomes what it is there's no universe in which a movie is written where it's like okay tim you're gonna stop this parking garage causing an earthquake and not <laughs> to kill a
2: guy <laughs> like, can you imagine <laughs> timothy oliphant saying la familia can you imagine no. timothy oliphant saying that he... friends, Can you
0: imagine Timothy Oliphant bouncing off of The Fast and the Furious uh, by doing triple X?
2: <laughs> can we... Um, can, I, can I have this moment? Can I have a moment here? Has anyone else seen Fast 10 yet? Fast X? No, I was gonna watch it last night, but I watched The Fly instead. Good choice. Similar. Fast similar X- similarly <laughs>
0: grotesque.
2: Yeah, and uh, absolutely grotesque films because Fast 10, Fast X, whatever you want to fucking call it, is so dog shit... Yeah, I like the series. It would be bad. Um, I cannot stress. I went into that movie being like, "Well, I like Jason Momoa," and now I'm like, "Jason Momoa, you should go away now." Because at one point, he gives his performance is giving Toad in Mario Kart as he (laughs) runs to a car and is like, "Let's go." Like, it's Ugh. awful. And any person who was like, oh, he's having fun. Oh, he's the energy. Should be exiled from society for a week yeah. as they think about what they said. Because someone I haven't talked to in years was like, on my, uh, I replied to my tweet about it and was like, oh, he's the only part. You're telling me you can't have fun. And I was like, if you think that's fun, you are your brain so that, is a milkshake.
0: You just send back the YouTube video, 10 hours of jingling keys to them. And then it's you move on. It's very funny to look at the Fast and the Furious franchise and be like, this these movies really need a sense of fun and not like I these mean, are already fast absurd 5 films. i actually do agree with that but they're not very good at executing it
2: the 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 franchise is kind of self-serious which is part of the reason why his character sucks is because he's like this like weird manic terrible nightmare child uh, mm. In a series where everyone else is like very self serious when they say these things, and like Tyrese is supposed to be the only joke part, but like Vin Diesel never cracks jokes in these movies. No, and but it's like it, I don't
0: know. To me, it's the same as like the John Wick franchise, where it's like people aren't cracking jokes, but it's very absurd yeah, and Yeah, Exactly, it
2: it, it, it takes itself seriously. Like, this is crazy.
0: Right. If they put that guy in John Wick, it would fucking suck. Yeah.
2: They hired Cal Drago. Jason Momoa could have just done his, like, pouting, saying shit like he says in Dune thing, and it would have been good! And instead I watched it, and I had no fun! At one point, there's ADR Tyrese saying, uh, as two nuns walk across the screen, Watch out, ladies! This is none of your business! And that was the most I felt anything in that movie. And what I felt was boredom. Beyond that, it was just disgust. Anyways, that sucks. Glad for Timothy Oliphant to have not done that. Uh, Instead, he did Deadwood, and then Deadwood got canceled, uh, or he thought it got canceled, so he started booking film roles (laughs) like uh, Hitman, and was then shooting in Bulgaria, Bulgaria and his agent was like, you sure you want all of these? And he's like, I just bought a house and my show got canceled. I need work. And then after shooting, Hitman came back with a newfound vigor in acting, because he was like, listen, you find yourself shooting a piece of shit in Bulgaria for six months. You're really going <laughs> to consider what choices you have to make in life, and uh, and that's kind of how he winds up being like injustified. because they were just like, okay, yeah, um, you know they uh, they needed a guy. He was a name. It was you know FX being like, ah, oh, we're going to really push forward. You know we're 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 really establishing ourselves as one of the major television players. John Landgraf, the president's doing all of that stuff there. And um, they brought him in. And of course, also, uh, they bring in Walton Goggins. And we're going to talk about that. But in the grand tradition of all great television characters that we adore on this podcast, Walton Goggins' character was supposed to die at the end of the uh, die at the pilot. Yeah. yeah but and then they were like, oh, rules. he pops too hard. Yeah, right. <laughs> we need to make him yeah. the most important character to the emotional arc of the program. Yep. Yeah.
0: Because the pilot is just a straight adaptation, I believe, of the short story Fire in the Hole. Like every episode of Justified has a like based on the story of Fire in the Hole, but it's just mm-hmm. that one in the Raylan Givens sort of series of stuff. Right. Uh, and presumably Boyd dies at the end of that
2: story. Um, I bet Boyd comes back because of the because they were starting to because he wrote Raylan stuff after the show started.
0: And then you think he was just like, well, I have to bring Boyd back. Yeah, yeah. The people love the Boyd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah Elmer Elmer Lard's final novel is just called Raylan. Raylan. Uh, Which is also as a great, the backstory of how he came up with the name Raylan Givens was he was at a book signing in Texas and he met a guy named Raylan and he was like, this is the greatest name of all time. And I believe he, he said to he him, said, how would you like to be the star of my series of books?
2: Yeah, no, I, I think it was just my next book. Cause the guy's like, Oh, what name for the signing is like Raylan? And he was like, how would you like to have your name be the star of my next book? <laughs> Which is both amazing. And also one of those things where you're just like, well, yeah, um, Listen, you write a lot of novels, you got to find names anywhere, okay? I mean, Raylan is such a good fucking
0: name. It's so fun to say. It's so fun when every character, everyone saying it in a Kentucky accent
2: is perfect. Now there are innumerable yeah, no dogs. Question. It's just a- Raylan. A- dogs so across the world, Rayland? Yeah. <laughs> Just named Raylan.
1: Raylan. Raylan, get in here. <laughs> good name for a dog.
2: Better name for a US Marshal.
1: Would you vote? Would you vote for Raylan Gibbons for president?
2: No. no, no, not the least bit. Never in a hundred years. <laughs> I love him
1: so much. Nightmare. I would
2: never give him more authority. <laughs> if he had, could you imagine President Raylan though, like drawing down on the French president? That would be He'd cool. He'd probably actually. draw down
1: on yeah, drawing down on Saudi Arabia. Drawn down on an North American Korea. president
2: would never draw down on Saudi Arabia. I would like to see That's Raylan Gibbons. And Joe Biden mock draw. I'd like to <laughs> like, see that actually happen. I don't want to be <laughs> investigated by the United States Secret Service, Matthew. So instead, I I'm will not say, saying I'm going to do it. Draw. It'd be entertaining. It would be entertaining.
0: That's and all. what is the point of any of this if it's not entertaining?
2: So the series opens in Miami, where uh, Raylan Givens approaches mob hitman Tommy Bucks, uh, played by Peter Green, uh, who you would best know as Fleetwood uh, Mac. <laughs> Zed from Pulp Fiction. Mm. Zed's uh, would dead. Be my, honey. my best guess. Uh, he was also uh, the villain in The Mask. Uh, but oh, uh, somebody stop him! And that's a podcast. <laughs> uh, there is somebody coming to stop him. Yeah. That man Raylan's is Raylan given.
0: Smoke him.
2: <laughs> you con. know, a lot of media <laughs> would be improved if, at some point in the middle of it, Raylan just comes in and shoots the guy. <laughs> I thought you were saying if the mask gets just involved if
0: someone acquires the mask
2: I mean that also could you imagine a Dominic Toretto with the mask (laughs) wow I feel like this show is
0: the embodiment of that like it's an entire show adaptation of that scene in Indiana Jones where the guy's waving the sword around yes (laughs) Yeah. yes And
2: then he shoots the guy. Absolutely, that like, that's like what if, if That
0: scene rule. was the whole character, Raylan Gibbons?
2: <laughs> Sometimes other guys do it because there's also um, uh, what is it? Tim, is that the Tim Gutterson, the sniper yeah. guy? Yeah. <laughs> you want me to wing him or kill him? Um, <laughs> let's start with wing it. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, they, they all rock. Um, everyone one, in this show is extremely like, like a lot of times you'll see like a a green cop who's just scared. Everyone is so jaded. Everyone's like, yeah, another bomb. All right, got to take out her guns. Somebody's got another fucking terrorist. Because they deal with
0: stupid-ass Kentucky criminals and not, yeah, they're uh, not actually like,
1: in any here, organization. Yeah.
0: The, the Dixie Mafia is just not that, um,
2: <laughs> that smart. I have one more fast X thought. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is my final thought. It's so fucking stupid. Paul Walker has been dead for like 13 years at this point and I get it. We're all st- we all still miss him ten. so much. I believe. But, yeah. Whatever. It's- he's been dead so long and they keep not having the character be dead but Vin Diesel's son is just weirdly named Brian after his totally alive friend who <laughs> never appears in the <laughs> movies anymore and he talks about his uncle in glowing ways like he'll never get to meet his uncle like and his wife is around even though she was supposed to have the kid and go off and live a life outside like just stop it he died of cancer or something I don't care yeah. it's weird or just I don't forget need, that he was there oh, need, it's, really it's a dumb weird. movie it doesn't matter No, because they'll never forget him! They can never forget (laughs) him! They have to show you, you have to see Vin Diesel looking at photos of him, schmaltzy and sad all the time, and he's a man driven by family, but they refuse to kill the family! I know! They refuse to kill any member of the family, but he's so driven by that family every one of the movies instead brings back somebody they previously killed. Just kill the person who's already dead! Have that be <laughs> his great failing! I don't care anymore! You can't disrespect his memory anymore! I don't need to hear um, fucking uh, See You Again oh, mournful song. keyboard version playing underneath a, f- a fucking like Ken Burns-style photo of him just panned over in the camera for the 10th movie! <laughs>
0: I feel like the way that to kill him that would have made the most sense, unfortunately, is the way Paul Walker died, so they right. don't want to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You
2: can't <laughs> they, depict that they, on they screen.
0: Can't just be like, Yeah, you got killed. Raylan given showed up
2: and he shot him. There was a US Marshal and he told him to draw down. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, Tommy Bucks is told Tommy Raylan told Tommy that he was supposed to leave twenty four hours ago. He's like, You got two minutes, you leave now, you can still make it to the airport. And Tommy is like eating seafood, laughing at this guy. You know, he's just like, listen, you know, what's your fucking deal?
0: He's wearing a dang cowboy hat.
2: Like, goddamn cowboy it's very hat. Very silly. In Miami. Like, the stories of Raylan before also worthy of a show. Give me young Raylan. I don't care. Uh, but he, uh, Raylan is just like, listen, I, I told you, you have two minutes. And then they talk for a bit, and he's like, one minute. And I love when he's like, you told me I had two minutes. What happened?
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Time flies. I like that uh, Raylan does not have a Kentucky accent at the beginning here. Like, it's slight. And then as soon as the, like, Heart of Dixie part of the plot happens, he gets the kentucky accent it's brilliant that's what it's like when you leave ho- when you leave home yeah for mm-hmm. a long enough period of yeah. time and then yeah. you come that's, back and it's like bang
2: we're saying it's good yeah i just, I just don't
0: see it on tv that much
2: yeah because so, so smart. Uh, bucks does the w- which uh, but you know what's not smart is what bucks does which is try to pull on Raylan givens and we learn you first don't? hand
1: Poll on Raylan Givens.
2: Poll on Raylan Givens. Now the two the two newbies here to the Justified. Well, how are you feeling the moment you see him actually like high noon draw down on this guy?
0: Uh, I could probably tell you based on the first note that I have. Yeah, all right. So (laughs) my note was, yeah, love it. Great way to start a show.
2: (laughs) And then second
0: (laughs) note was, this dude is just a piece of shit pig who shoots people with impunity. That's the concept (laughs) of the show. (laughs) And then I was yeah. more positive. Yeah. And then I said, This is just hard to Dixie, but for a cop. And then I started watching yeah. <laughs> the show again. This Yeah. For
1: like, a cop. I think I like the show the least out of the four of us, which is fine because <laughs> I liked the show. Um, but uh, at this point, I was like, I was like, I am kind of annoyed that it's just like this guy just shoots people and tries to justify it. And that's literally where the, like, title of the show comes from uh he says i was justified like three times in the (laughs) opener yeah or in the pilot but also i was like it was big enough and i got the idea like if if you're writing a two minute opening of a pilot of a new show it was a good one i i got it i got it i like the way a character is established i actually watched
2: uh two old movies last night that both did it pretty well like first moments of it because i watched um uh to have and have not the uh uh definitely not casablanca casablanca seeming film from howard hawks in 44 that was lauren bacall's premiere and uh or debut and her first scene is just suddenly standing in a doorway cast in shadows looking at humphrey bogart and asking if if anyone's got a light as she's just like standing there smoldering, and then they toss her. Got a uh, light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Got a light. Uh, she's Batman, and, uh, <laughs> and she then throws Bogey out the window. No, they just toss him, uh, toss her some matches, and she like lights them, and is like, "Thanks," matches. and then leaves.
1: Dude, h- hold on, hold on. You just gave me a really good bit. So, oh boy. <laughs> so there was a, so there was an after so there was an after party uh, in this barn. Which was which was very reminiscent. Uh, people were like, "This is the coolest shit ever." I was like, "I was doing this when I was sixteen, guys." Get <laughs> um, on my fucking level here, man. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Uh, I'm fucking over this shit. It actually really did quite look like the loft, hmm. um, but it was just crew only, um, and I was there, and um, and then a bunch of people had snuck in, so security got mad, and they kicked everybody out of of the of the barn, and on the way out. On the way out of the barn, as security was pushing, a guy looked at me and was like, wristband? And I showed him my wristband, at which was the wristband you're supposed to have to be in there. And he goes, you have to get back in. And, and, I, and I realized, like, it took me one second. Like, there's some twinkle in his eye where I realized he was doing a bit. Where he was the guy who was seeing, like, being like, oh, you're not allowed to go to bed. Like he was standing on the stairs, being like wristband. Oh no, you have to go back in and party more. Wristband. Oh yeah, get out. And I was like, I was like, this is an amazing bit at three a.m. from a guy who's probably high. Like I was really happy with that bit. Yeah, that is really good. Um,
2: and then I yeah, was like, no, what that's dude's? delightful.
1: Yeah, I was like, I was like that rule. I gave him the, I flashed him the biggest smile ever. I was like, hell yeah, dude. Um, Sorry, I gotta go back. And in. then. Uh, and then I, because uh, and then and then I was walking away. It was one of those things where I was walking away, and the two people behind me were like, "I don't think that guy was security." <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, "Yeah, this guy rules." <laughs> Something so that guy wasn't uh, on the level. Uh, <laughs> And then uh, I just thought I just thought of the idea of come like going to a music festival with a matchbook, and people being like, "Hey, you got a light?" Just being like, just handing them a matchbook, and just doing that for an entire weekend. Just being like, I there thought you, you were going to
2: say someone asking for a light, literally like for a cigarette, and then tossing them like a giant floor lamp just out of frame and just completely clocking them with that. That's that's the difference between like. Be yeah, a Zucker sucker, kind that's, of. Yeah, cake. that's the difference yeah. between
1: like impractical jokers and like, I don't know, naked gun. Yeah, yeah, right. like, Yeah, the, yeah, Zucker, Zucker. Yeah,
2: the yeah. you mind if we take
1: some photos <laughs> and just yeah. the pictures <laughs> on the desk? That, that bit really got me.
2: <laughs> it's so good. Do you it's mind if so we take some photos
1: <laughs> for some reason? Tickles me so hard. I really like that one.
0: Okay, so. Yeah, so it turns out it's bad um, if you're a law enforcement officer to um, do cowboy rules on people. Uh, so he, he is reassigned to Kentucky where he is from and tried to
2: escape. Yeah, they punish him back to Kentucky, uh, which is cool. Yeah, his his response, to to like,
0: we're sending you to Kentucky, he's like, but I grew up in Kentucky. That's a great <laughs> response. <laughs> yeah. Like, obviously, Where's I'm it? not going back there. Yeah.
2: We're assigning you to uh to uh what yeah, western Kentucky or whatever. Eastern just like, Eastern we're assigning you to Eastern Kentucky. He's like, I'm from Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> like <laughs> panic in his eye. The only time Raylan is shaken. Everyone is the idea. it is oh, annoying
0: God. that he has to work out of a Lexington field office, which uh as Pedance will point out, is actually three hours away from Harlan County, but most of the show is him going back and forth between the two.
2: Yeah. Uh yeah, he is he is transferred back home uh by uh matt craven which is a cool name Um, Yeah, pretty cool name and he's one of those guys uh the the guy who stands there and says him that is one of those people one of those guys who i have seen play like random special agent Mm -hmm. or authority figure and tell someone off so many times in my life and it's just that sense of home much like what raylan gets when he meets with uh deputy chief art mullen played by nick searcy a man who uh is in real life an absolute outspoken conservative and Yeah, he'll never be on a show this idiot. good again
0: because he's a huge Trump guy. Yeah,
2: no one but will he is work with him.
0: so good in this. Yeah. Main, main role on the show, again, is going, God damn it, Ray Lynch, like every third episode.
2: <laughs> being <laughs> one of the most being exasperated... Being <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of the most exasperated men ever put to television.
1: So uh, can I ask you a question? I know I've talked about this before, but I kind of want to ask it as a question: How does it make you guys feel when you see the like really bad TV CGI in like a pretty good show, like Where, the explosion like, the rock- in show? The rocket launcher to explosion was really brutal.
2: I feel like <sighs> eh. I felt well, nothing. Well, it's TV. Yeah, okay. yeah like <laughs> I get it. It was also. W- uh, you know a brief moment like it wasn't like a, a, a thing dripping in cgi i mean it, it, it does blow moment, my so I like, yeah. mind
0: that like cgi is as prevalent as it is given how shitty it looks
2: and i talked about
0: this on when right. we were talking about um american, american gods. gods yeah like it's cri- i feel like in a few years people will be like i can't believe how fucking fooled we were thinking that this was like
2: good enough to go out
1: but the thing is like Practical effects are they just harder or they're more expensive? Harder, yes. more expensive. They're going to blow dangerous. up a real
0: building in the middle of Pittsburgh for this TV pilot. Yeah, yeah. It's not like The Dark Knight where Nolan could be like, "I'm going to actually blow up this hospital because the city was demolishing it anyway."
2: Right. I'm going to flip this. I'm going to flip this truck, and I've only got one fucking chance to flip this truck, so don't you fuck it up. And then he's like, "I built a bomb." We're like, "What?" And He's like, "Yeah, I built a nuke. Basically, the explosions are. I can't wait." <laughs> But, um, no, I also, like, I have this weird relationship with all of these things because of the fact that I don't understand necessarily the problem with artifice. Like, it's all fake. If the thing looks fake, that's fine. I, I'm watching the program. I don't mind well, that it doesn't, I don't yeah. mind that it's not, you know, like, uh, it's not, like, one-to-one realism in these things. Because, like, I'm watching something that is already always so much artifice. Right. Like, it it's like, overwhelming and jarringly bad and gloopy, like, when I saw Quantumania Mania. And I was like, this looks like absolute shit and is dripping and all that stuff. But This is
1: such an interesting take uh, because, like, obviously the whole point of acting in most modern TV is to, like, make it feel real. So it's interesting that that doesn't extend to the effects, especially from somebody who's, like, a movie buff. And obviously... Yeah, but like, I'm also
2: not a person who is uh devoted to the the church of realism. I like artifice a lot. Like I like if you look th- like some of the movies I adore, they are so fully like constructed worlds.
1: Sure, sure, but there's a difference between artifice for the sake of saying something where it's like that doesn't look real, but the way that we've chosen to make it not look real is a stylistic choice and that yeah, is like D- real. Yeah, like David Lynch chooses like to make it look realer.
0: Like 80s era CGI in later films. Yeah, that's a I mean, I argue, also, Matt was complaining with American gods the other week, but like that's like the most stylized thing we've watched, I think, by far of anything on here. But it's yeah. weird. It's it's a little jarring in a show like this. That's very, very grounded. But again, right. it's a more of a this is TV. And what can you do? They're not going to yeah. blow up this building. Yeah, so I think I think for me, that's the distinction. Like, I don't mind something being artificial. Like, I, as I said, I watched the fly last night. Like the joy of that film is watching them fuck up some insane gooey prosthetics. and the shakespearean tragedy of it all but like and prosthetics often it's very obvious that something is a prosthetic even if they're really well done you can be like that's not what people look like but in this it's very real it's very grounded and then there's this just like awful cgi i'm just like what if instead you showed him firing it and then you heard the explosion and then you didn't have to show me something that like takes me out of it if the point is that I that'd should be, be in the, it. that'd be the Riverdale move. Yeah, um, and that's fine. CW Riverdale handles this better effects. than Justified, unfortunately.
2: Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, no. So I mean, yeah, with 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 what like if it was they gave Boyd a rocket launcher and he was driving around like he was on the back of a fucking. Um, actually now that i'm describing this that sounds sick too i might have to rework my whole what i was about to say because i was like yeah if, if boyd was firing off rockets all across town and it looked like this i'd be like guys you knew this was what was going to happen but on the one in a pilot i you know i was like oh yeah that doesn't look great but hey you know i mean i i didn't uh, stop one
0: want- i wasn't like oh now this show is bad but i was like come on there's a better way to handle it and it's just don't show it on screen like,
1: yeah. like, show a flash uh, yeah, on agree. the characters' That's, faces. That's all I need. I a hundred percent agree with that, if, Matt. Yeah. If oh, it looks if you went- that, if it looks that bad, just have him shoot it. Show his face, and then, like, you know, show the people diving out of the way. We don't have to see it if it's gonna look that bad. Right. Tell uh,
2: tell Walton Goggins that uh, it's like Walton. Uh, we don't have the budget to do this explosion, so I want. We were gonna shoot you. We're gonna have it on you, and we're just gonna instead have you selling the reaction to having just blown this thing up. Yeah, and then just yeah, just let let, let us get more of Goggins' amazing face, one of the greatest foreheads in the history <laughs> of man. The big, the it's big, blinding white teeth. Yeah, he's, he's no one is like him. He's amazing. No one at all. I love him so much.
0: Uh, I mean, I guess we we might as well just be going straight to that scene as a whole, because yeah, otherwise we're just getting introduced to like, here's the field office, and right, here are yeah. the supporting characters. You've seen Heart of Dixie, Boyd- you know how it is.
2: Yeah. Fuck. No, the thing that happens is that Art mentions, and he's like, oh yeah, your ex-wife works here. And he's like, what? And he's like, I thought that's where you were back. And He's like, no, not at all. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, also, yeah, you wouldn't by chance know a, a Boyd Crowder, would you? I almost said Boyd Holbrook, which is a very different thing. <laughs> but isn't he going to be in Primeval? The the city uh, primeval thing.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't. I think, think they cast it, a, I bet it.
2: I think they cast a Boyd who grew up in Kentucky to play opposite of Raylan Givens, which is funny. <laughs> but um, but no. So he then he's like, oh yeah, would you know a uh, Boyd Crowder? And it's just like, yeah, we we for the first time said on this television program, we dug coal together. And Raylan's like, oh well, or Boyd like, well.
0: is indeed the antagonist of. Uh, there we go city primeval but he's playing the oklahoma wild man the, yes if that's, yeah, Perfect. sure if you're gonna call something so city primeval yeah. there had better be an element of the supernatural involved <laughs> also that's probably a, a, of, <laughs> he, yes. it has my favorite case of he has my favorite case of an actor playing a character who has the same name as the actor because the actor norbert leo butts is playing a guy named norbert his name is Norbert
2: Butts. Yeah, he's <laughs> in the line. Is Norbert Gemini asses. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Norbert Pisces Butts. But yeah, uh, Walt, uh, sorry, Boyd has become a, uh, a white supremacist, supposedly. And so, yeah, he and uh, a colleague, yeah, they, they drive to this church, uh, the explosion we were talking about. I think what's great is the part right after <laughs> where it's just like <laughs> Boyd tearing that guy down being like, yeah. yeah, yeah uh the uh the uh on uh, unfinished buildings, the exact type of target the Federal Bureau of Imperialism would suggest <laughs> you yeah. rubbing that head like you got like you think it's never gonna grow back, and you don't have any tattoos. <laughs> nobody here knows you <laughs> goes through that whole thing and shoots and then it's just like. Yeah, no, he came through. Yeah, he's all good in Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, reference checked yeah. out. <laughs> Just
0: fucking Herc from Friday Night Lights called him and be like, "Yeah, he's all clear." Hey, and then he goes, oh. "Put some fucking respect
2: on Know All Star Kevin Rankin's name." Voice the jersey. Remember, he was also in Claws. And this is at least this is his second neo-Nazi role after Friday
0: Night Lights that he took. I guess this is before Breaking Bad. So this is the first time he played a neo-Nazi. What you
1: have a vibe? You know, <laughs> you gotta lean before in. Before that role, actor. On, anyway. When people
0: just look at you and they're like, You could be a neo Nazi and like I just look like this. <laughs> That's gotta suck so
2: much. Yeah. It does have
1: to suck a little. Yeah. But it's, it's like devil. those guys
2: it's like those guys whose uh uh like IMDB credits you're looking at and you're like, Oh man, this Hitler, guy's Hitler, played Hitler, Hitler, Hitler so many yeah. times. Hitler, yeah. Hitler, yeah. Hitler. <laughs> Hitler, Hitler. But yeah, you're just like, Let my guy let my guy live.
1: You know what? Hot take. We don't need any more movies and shows with Hitler in it. What if we just stop doing that? We have enough, right? Yeah. We've done it enough times. Because otherwise, you're getting retreads or Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, and nobody wants anymore either anymore. of those things. Not a lot of
0: yeah. angles to, to doing Hitler that you can think of anymore. Yeah. yeah. Especially now that we have this this Cheeto Mussolini that we could, we could have people play. Mm. Now, see, what
1: I, more, I was funny, because more actual Mussolini. Maybe yeah. on a boulevard. On a boulevard. <laughs> uh, or maybe a Mussolini boulevard. <laughs> more actual Mussolini movies. I'm okay with that. I don't mind that. <laughs> we said we said Herc <laughs> from Friday
2: Night Lights and a portal in our brains opened yeah. up. <laughs> uh, no, uh, so uh, yeah. <laughs> I love also the phone call with uh, Devil. It's just like, oh, uh, we had to... hail. Uh, we had to part ways with. And it's like, oh, um, it didn't work out or did you just not like him? It's just the way... <laughs> Fucking uh, Walton Goggins just is like, eh, a little bit of both, honestly. I to <laughs> need a
0: ride home is a great <laughs> addition to that also.
1: <laughs> If I'm being honest I- with myself. I'm shocked that Boyd didn't, like, I don't know, push the car into the river or something. Like, yeah. it was way too easy for them to be like, here's the lid to the rocket launcher. Also, somebody shot a church with a rocket launcher recently. Like... <laughs> yeah,
0: it's... It's a surprisingly impulsive move by Boyd also, who's like the most calculating character on the show. But again, they're all stupid. That is the overarching theme of Justified. Everyone's dumb. What if
1: this guy had turned out to be FBI?
0: That would have been a smart move. But he maybe would have done more due diligence than just being like, this guy seems like a shady character.
1: (laughs) I feel like shooting the undercover FBI agent isn't necessarily like the smart move. It kind of just seems like the FBI would come down on you harder. seems like they have more stuff on you after that. Yeah. That's yeah, it's perhaps like it a little seems like, It does seem like they have resources. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd almost say maybe getting away from that guy is more useful than killing him. Um, eh. What do I know about yeah. how these investigations work? My dad once defended an FBI or a, 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 a terrorist uh, who, same thing, folks? Who basically his argument for why to get this guy off or at least get him a get him a like a reduced sentence was because the FBI agent is a bit less like subtle about things and he's just literally like going on Muslim message boards and being like, "Who wants to blow up a church?" That's what the FBI agent was doing. Like, yeah, that is he that was is, doing yeah. his
0: job yeah, as that's described. What they do.
1: <laughs> yeah that is more well. or less
0: how it goes i mean the, the real the, the real realistic outcome of boy doesn't kill this guy is to get to the point of like the guys who tried to kidnap Gresham whitmer yeah. it's your operation <laughs> is a higher proportion of undercover cops and feds than it is actual <laughs> people that are members of your movement that is the fucking is funniest thing yes that's that real. real that's true yes uh- <laughs> there was a point where like when they were driving out to go do their target practice like one of the cars in their convoy, literally everyone in it was undercover and didn't all know it. Cause they're all from different like jurisdictions because some of them are feds. Some of them are, are Michigan police and whatever. That's why they were, that's why a lot of them got off or got light sentences because they so overplayed how much they were entrapping these idiots that they like, they fucked themselves up by overdoing so, it.
1: Okay. Right. Well, that was the situation with anyway. Uh, so can I can I say, has anyone made a comedy movie where a bunch of guys from different jurisdictions all entrap each other into doing a crime, but none of them are actually like not working so, for? Let's do our. So this is this is going to be the second movie. This is the second.
2: Um, this is the second movie that we're doing. This is uh on our production slate. The, uh, this is our yeah. our a- Iannucci style film. This yeah. is following <laughs> up because I believe I misread what the um what the one Masters of Horror episode was because there was like a third person involved. So instead we're starting with that one where it's a uh, person who kills hitchhikers and a person who kills the people who (laughs) pick up hitchhikers (laughs) are dueling battle in the car ride. God, that would
0: (laughs) be such a good fucking movie. (laughs)
2: We're starting with that, (laughs) and then we're doing the, uh, like, I think you need a couple people who aren't undercover, but yeah, it is very much, like, star-studded cast, like a Death of Stalin-like thing. Exactly what happened the people? (laughs) You're
1: right. (laughs) That's true. But what if a couple of the people who aren't undercover bail? And then, like, by the end of the movie, it's four people who don't know they're all undercover (laughs) doing the crime.
2: No, no, no. Because if you do the thing that actually happens, we can do the somehow- based on a true story and like you know then you get like
1: justin bateman after that where he's just like what is happening here i just think i just think there would be like i mean like i think it could be an edgar wright movie i think it could be like uh anyway i just think there are a bunch of
0: movies that are almost this but i can't quite place them Mm -hmm. like i'm like is this sort of what four lions is a little bit or whatever that's the british
2: terrorist movie right um maybe. Yeah. Oh, it's Oh, it's Chris Morris for a group of homegrown terrorist jihadis from Sheffield. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, no. Uh yeah, it's got Riz Ahmed.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Or you could do like a Cohen Brothers E movie that's like this. I don't oh, know. Yeah. But do you think it's way harder to be Riz Ahmed than it was like exactly 1 year ago? Because, because, because of the of, word riz. Because of the way that the word riz has just entered the collective consciousness. I'm sure it's fine. I don't want it I don't want to talk about this. You don't want to talk about Riz? <laughs> if you had a little bit more Riz, maybe you'd be able to you know hang in this conversation.
0: Daniel Stewart Sherman anyway, <laughs> plays a character who finds the uh finds the shot uh neo Nazi that uh, that Walton Goggins left behind. And we will be covering him when we talk about Lodge forty nine. Uh, I was excited to see one ah. of my guys come up. Um, I need to watch that show. It's it's good. It's uh it's like a little. It's one wholesome. of those shows where I'm like, I should watch that, but it got canceled, so I don't want to. Sometimes I feel that way, yeah, like when a show's it, already ended, and then I'm like, well, then it's gonna be unsatisfying. It ends a little unsatisfyingly, but like you're not there for the overarching story; you're there for the vibes. Yeah, I love, I love Wyatt
2: Russell. Yeah, he's he's great um, in
0: the, like. He's really being Wyatt Russell in this.
2: He has one of my favorite press tour quotes, which is when he was um, he was in one of the Marvel television series, and. Uh, You know, they love to ask people. Oh, did you grow up reading comic books? And his response is like, "No, I played sports." (laughs) Just like that's what he said to them in this thing. And it's like, you're right. You're of that type of powerful Hollywood child brain where you don't realize you're doing these things, and you can get away with it because your parents are Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, and it's okay. We all love you. Yeah. And you look like both of them. (laughs) Yeah. Raylan. uh, Raylan. uh, You know, Raylan pretty quickly is like. Oh, fire in the hole. That's what Boyd used to say. Uh, the the other major character of the, the, the series that's introduced in this all is, of course, Ava, who is uh, Boyd's sister-in-law. Um, and she, just last night, in fact, killed Boyd's brother uh, Bowman. And uh, I think one of the other nice little scenes to establish how stupid and wonderful Dewey Crow is, where he runs in and is just like, Bowman's got shot, and he's like, "Where?" And he's did like, "At his this... house." And he's like, "No, no, no. I mean, where did he get shot?" <laughs> oh, he's dead.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> is it bad? Yeah. Oh, no, he's dead. This scene, and then the, the scene where like Rayland kicks him out of uh, their house. It, that scene had me hooked. I was like, "This scene is amazing." It really did. <laughs> like, it sucks that I'm still a baby, and a scene where the. The protagonist is shown to be in complete control of a situation over a lackey person is <laughs> just endlessly entertaining yeah, it's not it, like, it's just so it's so fun to watch that kind of thing
2: oh yeah yeah no it's great i mean it is and like that's the joy of this all is the joy of the series is raylan will have moments where he is in over his head but he very rarely acts like it it's a shame those people actually
1: probably die in real
2: uh. life Also, in later seasons, he gets to deal with uh, some real great things where it's like, you're like, oh shit, it's Raylan's rival from college
1: baseball whose leg he messed up
2: in a fight after a game or whatever it is.
1: (laughs) I really like that touch to this show of like, and it has weird stakes for Raylan because he knows all these guys from growing up. Like that thing, I I just think that's just a little like, because you're just like, oh yeah, the villain and him are actually connected they that's very together. anime hey, hey, of
2: it hey they dug coal together
1: it's that's extremely anime where you flash back to see the main villain and the main protagonist like as boys like training in the same sword school together yeah. and like being friends <laughs> i mean before being i would say i think that goes back that's, as long as we've had stories yeah. but i
2: do appreciate it being specifically <laughs> grounded in anime
1: I just yeah it's well it's not I'm not talking about who did it first I'm talking about who does it most
2: <laughs> yeah no I understand that's why I was like again it's been, as long as we we're like oh, we were torn apart brother against brother but I like that you're like but when it's anime though especially like the stakes feel higher which is what it is here Justified as anime justify as sports um, I will not elaborate on these things um, why not we get know? a
0: but, we get a scene is it is this the scene, the scene where he's talking to his ex wife. Is maybe the strongest as you knowing we've seen in <laughs> at least in 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 this season season three of as you know. Yeah, um, yeah she yeah. really um, just tells you everything the, you need to know about that. The one at the very end of the episode yeah. that for I some reason so. is set to Mike
1: Snow, the least fitting God music in this it. entire series. I I w- if if we're doing the out of order thing, which I'm fine yeah. with, I find, I want to talk about this scene because because he shows up in their house. Yeah. On the table, and and she's like, Why are you here, Rayland? And he's like, Well, uh, I got reassigned because I shot a man. Why are you doing Indiana. the Matt Saracen voice? Like, <laughs> 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 I don't actually, I don't, yeah. I don't know. And then, and then she's like, But why are you here, Rayland? And then I forget what he says. What did he say the second time? He says something like, He says the, the second time he says something slightly more personal. Uh, but like, still not really all that explanative. And I'm, and I was waiting for her to be like, "But why did you break in? But why did you break into the house? Why <laughs> didn't you hall. knock?"
2: Yeah, I think uh, technically he still has the keys. Oh yeah. So I think it's not actually breaking in in a weird way. I'm pretty uh. sure that that's not how the law is written. Well, <laughs> he still has some ownership of it. So
0: I, I is the deed to the house still partially in his name?
2: I mean, listen. You know, this is what he, this. I, I can't explain that part. I'm just like, I think that. I if think you that's have a later an, thing. If you
1: have an ex and they have moved away, but they somehow still have a key. And then they show up in your house and scare the shit out of you at 1 a. Oh, m. like I maybe you fall asleep legal. on your couch
2: and it's 3 in the morning and then your <laughs> your friend who, who, who has moved out still has a key and then comes in and you wake up to your own shouting as the television is auto-turned off and then that person is like, oh, why are you here? And you're like, I don't have to explain why I'm asleep in my own home where I'm asleep, maybe. Is that what you're talking about, Stephen?
1: Huh? 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 I didn't say... Huh? I didn't
2: say
0: And then Ian's dopey realtor husband, <laughs> you know, gets involved.
1: I think what I did is illegal. If you call the if you call the cops if you call dr- the cops dead to rights. If you call the cops and explain the situation was like, I don't want this person here. They still have a key, but they I didn't want them here. They'd be like, Do you want to press charges? That's what they would say. Someone did say when I was telling that story, they were like, "Damn, you could have stand your ground, lost, Steven. <laughs> you could. You, uh, I think you could. So that's what I'm saying. Castle. That's doctrine exactly disaster. what I'm saying. You could have castle doctrineed me and gotten away with it if you wanted. It's all Certainly about. If it was it's all Kentucky. about how much of my friend you are, Ian. Are you my friend enough to send me to jail and or shoot and or Wayland me, Wayland, Wayland?" Wayland? <laughs>
0: Who's Wayland Wha- Yutani? Oh, Wayland Utani, The, Ray, the Rayland Utani
1: Corporation.
2: Uh, new, new display name for the dying days of Twitter.com. <laughs> um, what's, the,
1: what's the guy's name in Everything Everywhere All at Once? Waymond. Waymond. I Waymond, was about, Jesus yeah.
2: Christ. Uh, one other thing I like in this, uh, just because I was having a conversation with someone a couple weeks ago. This is when I decided I was going to pick Justified at some point, because I was talking with someone and I said something and they were basically, they didn't quite do the... Raylan, you're the maddest person I know. But they said something about how I'm madder than I let on. And then I just, like, I think I then just was like, eh, maddest person I know. And they were like, no, you're not. And I was like, oh, well, you see, what I was actually doing in that moment was referencing a television show I don't think you've watched. And, like, that was the point. So eyes glaze over. Yeah, and so uh, before that, though, is when um, we get the... The visit, because uh, uh, you know Ava's had a crush on Raylan for a long time. She will, of course, get involved with Raylan because Raylan uh, can't say no in these situations. So uh, he's uh, going to meet with her. She invites him over for dinner. She knows that he knows that Boyd's after her. She he's shows also up at ve-
0: her house, and she immediate they immediately start making out. Like they yeah. haven't
2: <laughs> seen each other since high school. And he's like, okay. I was like, we shouldn't be doing that. And then he's like, I'm going to do that some more. But that's later episodes. <laughs> but uh, Ray, Raylan has also figured out that Boyd is not a white supremacist. He's just like using us all as a front so that he can rob from a bunch of banks and stuff like that. And then the reason he attacked that church was because it's a marijuana front. Yeah, it was like uh, a
0: Rastafarian church.
2: Yeah. Uh. Uh, Boyd, and, you know, and like, so Boyd goes after uh, um, Ava. This is after Raylan is like... Boyd is like, "Hey, Raylan, why don't I get? I heard what you did in Miami. Why don't I do the same to you? You got 24 hours to leave Harlan County, or I'm coming after you." Which, like, is hilarious to say to Raylan Gibbons, knowing all we already know about him, (laughs) is being like, "I'm going to do that to you. You got 24 hours to leave town." Like, I'm, I'm, you know, it's it's perfect. And so uh, uh, Ava calls and is just like. Hey, Raylan, you hear the chicken frying away? You on the way? As they're, like, doing another stakeout. And then he immediately hangs up. He's like, there, he's got a gun.
0: The (laughs) scene where they're at the motel, and there's the the Nazi guys are watching them, and they're watching the Nazis and also just, like, playing cards or whatever. (laughs) And then they're like, well, I guess we have to go get
2: out of here and probably get in a shootout with these dipshits (laughs) on the road. So nonchalant. <laughs> like Raylan, yeah, they're getting shot at, and Raylan's like, "What do you guys want me to do?" And they're like, "Go on!" It's two guys. We
0: got Tim's this. Tim's got a sniper rifle in a like big case or whatever. He's just like, "I'll go set up and just pop these idiots."
2: Yeah, the, the most tense part of this all is watching him build, like, reassemble the gun, and you're like, "Well, we're not in any danger." And then it's just the, "You want me to kill these guys or wing them? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, These two fucking like sentient
0: blob guys like after they both get hit they have their whole thing like do you have it in you to keep shooting I think I do and then <laughs> Rachel just comes but, up and is like please do something stupid like two I, pistols <laughs> pointing at him like
2: make my day make yeah. my day ah uh, cool shit there's a later episode where they get pinned down by a sniper and Tim is mostly fawning over all of it because he's like oh, this is a good position wow they really know their stuff <laughs> like there's a the whole guy- There's another great episode where uh, Raylan and Tim
0: uh, are are like Raylan's cornered this guy in a house or whatever he starts talking about. He's like, you know, the I think the guy's trying to hold someone hostage or like something like that. And he goes, you know, the what the apricot is. It's the part of your where your brain stem connects to your spinal column or whatever, and you get hit there, you're not gonna be pulling any trigger. It's just lights out immediately, and the guy's like, Come on, like that's not a thing. You'd really do that, and then Tim just immediately shoots him in that spot and the guy <laughs> just goes limp and <laughs> dies immediately. We're all smiling and nodding. That's cool.
2: Some of us are quietly mouthing the words, Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with all my friends. Yeah, that's the main goal of watching justified is for there's at least one episode to go, Hell yeah to yourself. Yeah, which is also what happens. Uh, when, you know, uh, we see that Boyd is like, all right, I'm going to kill Raylan, just like you killed Tommy Bucks. And then Ava shows up with the shotgun, and then Raylan's like, all right, I'm just going to put a couple in Deer the chest. Or, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, you know, but yeah, and just like, yeah, I'm going to just put a couple in the chest there.
0: Well, Boyd pulls down. on Ava, Raylan shoots Boyd, Ava shoots into the ceiling. <laughs> that chicken looked pretty good. I hope that was eaten later, but... <laughs> <laughs> Travis
2: yeah. Boyd down Boyd down Boyd down But not for long Not for
0: long <laughs> I mean yeah What do you do if you're like This hot blonde called you And is like I'm making fried chicken And you're like Well I know that this is a trap For my My old Frenemy <laughs> I
2: trying gotta go. kill me, But I have to I have to do this I have to do this Only I can do this And that's the nature of the relationship Between Boyd and And uh, Raylan Is only I can do this They are the classic I Should they kiss or kill each other Yeah or both. But yeah, that was the first episode of Justice. I got, Fire, I got one the thing that Rayleigh does that is
0: cool that, I, that I'd oh, like yeah. to see more on TV. One of the best things that can happen is somebody's head hits the steering wheel and honks the car horn for a second. Always good. Always funny. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, yeah, we didn't talk in detail about what he does to Dewey. Um, <laughs> but just a little just Dewey a little comes dip. in. <laughs> always good. Yeah. After he just walks straight up to do, he's pointing a, a scattergun at him or whatever, and he's like, can you rack it? <laughs> like, can you rack that before I just take it from you? And just <laughs> walks up, grabs it, shoves him into the car, unloads the gun, and then, yeah. One of the most, him.
2: one of the stupidest characters in the history of television. A man who's played Charlie Manson twice. Anyway. Oh, wow. yeah, this moment in his
1: first there's a moment in this first episode where his his ex tells him that she knows that he's there because wait, wait is it his ex or is it somebody tells him that, known as his ex.
0: They, Ava is just a old crush,
1: right? Either way, somebody tells him that they know that he's back in Kentucky because they have TVs now. Uh, I think it was Boyd actually who said that. <laughs> so here's so here's here's my question: A cop shoots a man. Who actually did pull on him first in a restaurant in Miami? Do you hear about it?
2: Prob. Well, hmm, I don't. I think it could be national news based on the other circumstances yeah. around it. Yeah. It would become an interest piece of like cop tells man he has 24 hours to leave town. <laughs> You'll never guess what happens. Well, also it's
0: like it does kills notorious notorious weapons dealer in public place.
1: Yeah, I guess it's the public place part, but yeah, it I, I just Post was interested. It. I was just like would I know that that had happened
0: and be weird if it's like it also, it seems like if it's like he's named and then like the TVs are like, he's been reassigned to Kentucky or like local news covering like hero, co- hero, cowboy cop coming to town. Like, I don't really know how that'd be, be framed. So yeah, we'd all watch more justified, right? 100%. My, as I keep saying, my TV tolerance is at an all time low at the moment, but I would, uh, I would absolutely watch it if I were like gonna watch some TV.
2: Yeah, fully, fully the thing to do. Uh, good, good time. Good time. And we still have another episode to talk about. Yeah. Justified. justified. Uh, I wanted to do that to, um, you know, uh, Rage yeah. Against the Machine.
0: <laughs> 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 now justified. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's Right outside your door. Uh, uh, who else yeah. is right outside your door? Wade Garrett. From the film uh, I was to say, Sam Elliott without a mustache. Yeah.
2: As you know, All-Star... Um, what's his name? I don't... Jonathan I Tucker? That. Yes. Jonathan Tucker, as you know, All-Star. Low-key Lysmith himself.
0: Seeing Sam Elliott without a mustache is a little bit like when you see a hermit crab with no shell on. Yeah. He looks like the uh, aged-up uh, approximations of what Thomas Pinchon would look like based on the one photo that everybody has of <laughs> him. <laughs> When he doesn't have a mustache, that's what he looks like. He spends most of this season having very sensual conversations with Mary Steenburgen as an evil yet sexy grandma. (laughs) Um, But she's killed in the previous episode. Damn.
2: That's my kink, is uh, Sam Elliott and Mary Steenburgen having sensual conversations. (laughs) (laughs) I asked some very specific Google searches. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a guy his in the por- I'm, I'm, his Pornhub search is evil yet sexy grandma. <laughs> no, I was gonna say I'm a guy in the Pornhub comments being like Check out the mise-en-scene. <laughs> That's me. The most annoying. Okay.
0: Yeah, what's going on in this final episode? I couldn't really well, remember much what was going on in the season, so I was like, uh... I can't believe that money going was around. still
1: there. I, like The amount of times that what? we watched a show no, where, number one, it seems like they're wrapping up a story that started in the pilot, and number yeah. two, the characters are mostly the same with the same actors. I mean, how
0: many times has that happened? I think the only person... The only people we've met in the pilot who are, like, dead by this point, I think are Dewey and Devil...
1: Yeah, and they seem like lackeys anyway. And that's fine. Dewey made it a really long time.
0: Yeah, Dewey's Dewey a round. Because Kevin Rankin was on some other show that got canceled later. uh, Um. And they had to abruptly have him turn on Boyd and be killed. But Dewey is is another guy that was supposed to be dead early and people really liked him. The beauty,
2: I think, if you're making a good finale, one way to do it, I think a good way to do it is just to be like, can we just function independently almost as a sequel to the first episode? Can we set up whatever major characters were there can we close in on them can we find that and we have the trio of of Raylan Boyd and and Ava and it's like let's close out that story let's show the ways that the dynamic has changed and the ways that the dynamic hasn't and have like you know multiple echoes of that sort of thing like that and i think that's a pretty great way to pull off a finale uh, now, you know, some of this is a little more small scope in, than what you would kind of want, since a lot of it is just set in a barn with Sam Elliott talking, but also I get to hear Sam Elliott talk. So, right. like, no complaints from me.
1: good well, 1938 Stubby Bottle is back. <laughs>
2: Banquet beer. Cool. Uh, Shout out to my Wade, favorite Sam Elliott performances. Wade cores Light ad, or the Cores Banquet ads, and uh, I love Van, him in, of uh,
0: up in the air as the pilot who comes to talk to George Clooney after he reaches ten million
2: miles. Oh God, <laughs> I just got bummed out. Reminding, me. oh Jesus, <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in this one, he is Avery, uh, and she uh, Ava has stolen ten million dollars from him. In some capacity that I do not remember, but she he's only has a pot one dealer. million dollars.
0: Like he has a marijuana empire, and his whole—I was trying to read up on this beforehand. Where his scheme in this whole season is, he's trying to like take as much land in Harlan as he can, um, because he is convinced that Kentucky will legalize marijuana soon, and he wants to be ahead of the game and just have a shitload
2: of bud around. Um, there we go. Ava has conned him though, and so he has taken Ava. Boyd is also looking for Ava Boyd has killed Ava's uncle who was helping her played by the great jeff Fahey, uh you know uh our, our good friend Frank lepidus, the pilot from lost right uh,
1: Zetus Lapidus, but, guys
2: uh but yeah so what what uh, they we're, you know we have that thing where it's like authorities are are uh searching for Ava and they're searching for boyd and they're they're coming to the location where they are then going to find Boyd. While Ava has been taken by Avery, and she has called her uncle uh, Zachariah, who is the one that was supposed to be helping, and get Boyd picks up instead. Um, and while this is also all like going on, these moving pieces, we have uh, Raylan who has gone rogue. Executive producer Michael uh-huh. Dinner. What do you think of
0: that credit that appeared in this? That's a real guy's name. That's crazy. Does anybody know what the line um, "I told the FBI Balsack
2: to issue a bolo" means? It's about the uh, the hunt for for Raylan. Yeah, and the uh, FBI Balsack uh, has issued a bolo on Raylan Gibbons because he's yeah, gone rogue. Amazing, yeah. So he's gone rogue. He, he's established ghost. Raylan uh, has established ghost protocol. Yeah. Um, he is now a, he is now a rogue nation.
0: Yeah, bolo is a term they use a lot, and I don't remember. I'm sure at some point watching the
2: show, I googled what the hell does that mean, but... Uh, it's a be on answer. the lookout. Right. Okay, okay. So, you see him, you arrest him. Bolo for Raylan Givens, arrest him. Uh, which is what happens. Raylan gets arrested. Um, uh, taken into custody by state troopers at the hospital. So... Travis, refresh me on this part because so we've got Avery and then Avery's lackey Boone, who's supposed to be like evil Raylan, eviler Raylan. Yeah,
0: they're just the creepy like, mustache
2: guy. Creepy mustache guy, played by the Jonathan Tucker all star. Yes, yes, Loki Lysmith himself. He's there. Mm-hmm. He's you know supposedly like just as fast as Raylan on this all. What's his deal with Loretta? Is he a pedophile? Is that what it I is? I don't
0: remember, but a lot of people okay. who a lot of times Loretta encounters pedophiles over the course of the show, as I recall. So that. Could be could be the case of it. I love
2: Caitlin Dever. Loretta and what I, is yeah what is Loretta's whole deal? She's like a child drug dealer. Well, so she was the yeah. So Loretta starts in the second season, played by Caitlin Deaver, one of our greats. Um, and uh, Caitlin Deaver is always wonderful because you see Caitlin Deaver and you're like, this show set in uh, Appalachian area. Is she gonna show up? Where's your face? Where's she coming? And then she appears, even though she's from fucking Arizona. Doesn't matter. We love to put her in these things. Um, you know, just like, yeah, she's going to show up. There she is! There she is! Woo! And she will, of course, be an all-star when we do Last Man Standing, uh, when we, we are all wearing the the vests with uh, barbed wire that he wears in... Uh, um, First in, Reformed. Uh, uh, yeah, in First Reformed, as we cover that Tim <laughs> Allen show. But uh, she... Um, yeah, she, her dad owed money to um, uh, uh, Marga Martindale. Uh, That's and, right. Um, yeah, and she kills. That he's the one who drinks Mags the poison. Mags killed her dad. And, yeah. Yeah. Mags killed her dad, and then took her in and was like raising her because Mags only had daughter. Or only had sons, burdensome, terrible, idiot sons. Yeah. Uh, and she's like prop and she has Joe. Many encounters she with has, Raylan. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, so like Raylan like helps her, and she leaves, and then she comes back, and then she leaves, and she comes back, and she's back again. You know, because it's the end, and that's you know she's there, and she's great, and. She's about to go do book smart or whatever's about to happen at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in short term 12 in between all of these things, you know. Tremendous young talent. But uh, yeah, so she's there. And I was like, oh, right, Caitlyn Deaver's here. And then she. I don't remember her basically saying a she word. She didn't say episode, in this episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's not in it really. Which is strange. But hey, um, that's how it is sometimes. Um, Ava. Is, like, or Boyd gives Ava instructions on where to go so that he can. Me, her. Why does he want to kill her again? Other I don't than remember. All the other reasons he wants, he wants to, to sometimes. Boyd's whole thing is kind of being He's like, I don't know if chaos. I want. He's an agent of chaos and he doesn't know if he wants to kiss somebody or kill them. And oftentimes yeah. he confuses the two, which is very sweet. Yeah. Right. We all love that. Yeah. For a like, character. He probably has the
0: longest term romantic relationship with Ava of anyone in this show, I think. That
2: goes for yeah. a while. But I mean, like, the thing is, is with this finale, and we're going to do our classic sprint through the finale, but also, like, by and large, the setup of the be- the first part of it is pretty honestly easy to nail down. Are there any moments in particular people want to spotlight? Because
0: I, I love the cop uh, bar they go to to uh, rough up the one dirty cop or whatever, where the bartender's like, to drink in here, you either got to show your badge or your tits. And then they're like, well, Art, show him your tits or whatever. Let's so. start with these badges. <laughs>
2: yeah because yeah so yeah in, the, in this last episode like it is just they go after the p- police go after boyd boyd goes after avery boyd makes it to avery before the cops make it to him but then the cops make it to boyd yeah, but first they'd, like at, also that's at the, the setup, bar
0: but. at the bar there's the like and i make everyone check their guns here and then i go how do you do that and he was like i have my powers of persuasion and pulls out a baseball bat so art just pulls out his gun <laughs> well it's 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 like all right give me the bat and then they fuck up uh, this dude who has concussion by just hitting the bat on the bar near him
2: i've i've invoked this a couple times and i think steven will back me here this is a little bit tabletop logic where the dm has accidentally overplayed the hand and the players are like i haven't done the thing i said i was gonna do yet i haven't done it (laughs) you've just made it so we i take his weapon it's like ah damn it okay (laughs) now we're gonna play this for comedy okay (laughs)
1: <laughs> like, yeah, 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 it was uh, yeah. Uh, it, Honestly, a lot of this was very like improvised, seeming where he's like, "I don't actually like baseball." <laughs> uh,
0: is that, a, is that a Henry Aaron? I don't like baseball. I don't know. Boyd uh, just throwing dynamite at people that are chasing him is very video game, yeah, like boss that you have to chase <laughs> down awesome. kind of yeah. vibe.
2: But the, what's <laughs> so good though is that like you get like Tim over the radio or whatever, and they're just like, apparently Boyd's throwing dynamite. <laughs> like,
0: it's like oh, felt like fucking Mario through. Kart. <laughs> it's
2: awesome.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you fucking hammer, bro. <laughs> oh God, Boyd.
2: Oh, whoa. what? Wario, as played by Walton by Goggins. Walton Goggins. He seems like more of a Waluigi. Now, I do believe, Mario, that we find ourselves at an impasse here. He's more of a Waluigi. Waluigi has no character. He's just tall. Yeah. Waluigi is a vibrant
0: magnetic man. Tell me one thing about Waluigi, Travis, that isn't physical appearance-based. He's the only defense-based guy in Mario Power Tennis that I recall. (laughs) He goes, wah! He goes, wah! Yeah. (laughs) Did you guys notice? How do you feel about the name Chad Todd Hunter? Because I was somebody. Uh, who I, I in did this note episode. that because I was like, that's a really <laughs> funny thing to be like, Chad uh, Todd Kaba. Hunter. Todd Hunter.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, <it's>, hunts Todd. <laughs> the Virgin it's, Todd it's, Hunter. It's Will Ferrell kicking the down the, the door. Todd Get Todd out right? here, Todd! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Craven the Todd uh, Hunter.
0: How have, yeah, oh.
2: you aired Todd Hunter on National Todd's Day <laughs> Todd Hunter uh, Todd Hunter are we talking about uh, I'm trying to think of a time where Jesse Pink or not Jesse Pinkman sorry Jesse Plemons has gotten shot <laughs> yeah sadly nobody hunts Todd at any point in Breaking no one Bad. hunts
0: Todd in Breaking <laughs> Bad <laughs> it's a more satisfying
2: how would that be profitable for Frito-Lay <laughs> um, I game night movie. good movie anyways uh, Uh, I do like, so yeah, I, I really like Raylan starting in the car with some other deputy and then Art taking it over and Raylan giving him that like pep talk sort of thing where he's like, Listen, you know that I gotta do all these things. You know, you don't want this. And then it's just like Art, just being like, "God damn it, Raylan!" And then he <laughs> opens up the console and pulls out the gun and the badge. Right, and, and you're it deputized like, again. Yeah, and, but it also feels like Art was gonna do it at a different moment, and Raylan spoiled the moment. <laughs> there, <Yeah>. are many, <laughs> like, there are
0: many moments on the show where, like, Raylan just like deputizes a random person. Uh, just like, I believe the Art
2: at one point directly says, "Raylan, that's not how it works," <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's great. He's a cowboy, and Art is the most frustrated man to ever appear. Every office manager should have this energy. I'm sad good. we didn't get um, Constable Bob, played by
0: Patton Oswald in this episode. Didn't know Patton Oswald was in this. Yep,
1: that's very good.
2: Oh yeah, Patton Oswald's in multiple episodes. Patton Oswalt is yeah. several episodes a bumbling cop. Yeah, he is. He is. He is a bumbling small town cop who comes through in the clutch. <laughs> like there is does like a, moment a Kentucky where Kentucky like accent. No, I don't think so. He's got some. Ing- he's got some. Some speed on him, I want to say. But yeah, it's just like a Patton. Pa- Patton Oswalt holding a gun, laughing at somebody, <laughs> where he's like, "I got the gun now." Um, it's great. Good. good. Patton Oswalt actually a pretty good dramatic actor. They might have known
0: each other from Oliphant stand up days. Maybe yeah. I looked it up. I saw Sarah Silverman mentioned in his like, in that section of his Wikipedia page, and being oh. like, "Yeah,
2: he couldn't tell a joke for shit, but God, he was
0: hot." Um, so, he, so he was a Carrie uh, Bradshaw love interest at some point.
1: Who amongst us wasn't? Uh, I was just going to talk about the scene where Boyd comes in and uh, takes a hostage, and <laughs> Sam Elliott's there, and you know, it's the crooked cop or whatever. And and like, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, but I just have to do it in my head where he's like, last time. The last time you uh, picked a hostage, you picked right. This time, you picked wrong, because I don't care about this guy. Here's a lot of sentences to let you know that I'm about to shoot. <laughs> instead of just shooting while I have a gun pointed at you, I could just shoot, but instead, I'm going to tell you that right I'm going
0: to shoot. It's, it's villainous.
1: Yeah. If you're a villain, he you got, got a
0: to
2: be a,
1: villain, dude. You gotta be a villain, dude. you got to be a villain. What, are you just going to not do this? Is there a... Is there a scene in a movie where two villains who have competing interests have to duke it out before the hero comes in and takes care of the one that doesn't get taken care of, but the villains can't get past each other because they're both trying to monologue, but neither one will let them monologue? It sounds like we have
2: a really great climax of Austin Powers 4.
1: Yeah. Oh. (laughs) We
2: were pitching Austin Powers 4 ideas the other day, a few of us, and the favorite idea that we uh, stumbled upon was, just remake Daniel Craig's Casino Royale, and the only joke is that it's Austin Powers. (laughs) Everything else is the same. It's the same, just gritty and dark and nonsense like that, but the only thing about it is it's, and you're just watching the whole movie and you're like... It's really jarring how he keeps being like, "Yeah, baby, It'd be yeah! so funny as Mads Mickelson hits him in the nuts <laughs> with the, the rope.
1: Oh my <laughs> god! Okay, but is this like okay? But is this like um, Batman and Robin? Where where I mean I know that that's it's not canon, but like. The, the theory that Batman and Robin is what Batman is in the world of Batman, but like th- this idea that this is what Austin Powers, the Austin Powers movies yes. are in the I would love that canonical world of Austin Powers. <laughs> Have you guys heard the Flash
2: spoiler involving Batman and Robin? The Flash spoiler. The Flash movie that came out uh, the other week. Does Mr. Freeze, as Arnold Schwarzenegger show up? So you know, uh, in the in the Snyderverse, Ben Affleck is Batman. And then The Flash does some time travel nonsense. So in The Flash, Michael Keaton is Batman for most of the movie. And then The Flash sets the timeline right. And at the end of the movie, he's on the phone with Bruce Wayne. And he's like, Bruce, I have so much to tell you. And then Bruce is like, I'm pulling up right now. You can tell me when I get out of the car. And then Clooney gets out of the car instead <coughs> of Affleck. <laughs> That's a good bit. And, uh, and then it's like, who, wait, who are you? And he's like, I'm Bruce Wayne. You know this. I'm Batman. But it's Clooney saying this yep. all. And I was like, it's on my card. Good, yeah yeah <laughs> he pulled out the card. Good Batman. A uh, good payoff I guess for uh, a thing that shouldn't exist. But you're both Batman and Robin and the Flash. Uh, Anyways, the thing oh, I was looking
0: gosh. for Rayland hard pack. disagree there's, such a hard so, so, two things. One, I was actually looking on TV Tropes earlier and saw him becoming stand-up comedian and there's a note that's not cited that's he worked alongside future stars such as Sarah Silverman and Mark Marin at the Boston Comedy Club, although they don't remember his time on stage. Um, but the other wow. thing so is this just something that he said and, I don't know like, but the other thing, <laughs> or they asked Marin and Marin was like I don't remember who is guy yeah, yeah 1996 is not an era I have good memories of um, but the other thing was also 1996 uh, he was in the world premiere of a uh, world one-man premiere. play of the Santaland Diaries the Davis Adaris
2: essay where he's a Christmas elf <sighs> sure imagine going to that and being like that guy's gonna be huge soon that guy's gonna be an action hero we're gonna try and get him to be in the fast and furious movies and it's like what are those and it's like oh man they're gonna be such a big deal just <laughs> wait as, big see a deal fast as five. the
0: hitman movies will be
2: <laughs> uh I, yeah i do like the one cop uh getting riddled with bullets as boyd just keeps firing <laughs> yeah, was... back behind him and shoots sam elliott in the eye and then they go over and it's the gnarly shot and then he turns to shoot ava and he's out of bullets and then Raylan yeah. comes in. He's like, ah, Raylan, it's your one weakness, your kryptonite. I don't have any bullets. You can't shoot me. I can't shoot back. You can't shoot me, Raylan.
1: You can't finish unless I try. See, this is the comic book moment. That, like, This is the moment where I was like, this is just a superhero thing. Because, because he's using logic that only applies in, in fictional worlds. Whereas like, if, I don't, if I don't point a loaded gun at you, you can't shoot me. And I know that, obviously, like, the law says or whatever, but, like, not really. I it's mean, very it, Sovereign
0: it, Citizen-y. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like,
0: I just do the magic law words at you, and then a cop is powerless. You can't shoot me, Raylan.
2: I have killed three people here, and there are guns everywhere. <laughs> but you and your heart, you know, Raylan. I want him to get, like, one inch away from Raylan in all of these moments. <laughs> like... I wish the phone call, instead of being like them calm and collected, they were just like leaning against the glass later. Like that's the level of closeness I want at all times from Goggins. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I do like Raylan like hemming and hawing about like kicks him over the other gun. He's like, try that one. You could try that gun. He's like, I'm not gonna pick it up, Raylan. I'm not gonna shoot you. You're my best friend, my greatest enemy. And uh, and like you know, Raylan's like, oh, fuck God damn it he's <laughs> giving the whole speech he's like i'm gonna go away and then i'm gonna get out and i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna kill ava and Rayland's then like all right i'll take you in <laughs> we'll do this right and yeah you know you see him being uh, uh arrested uh and uh uh no 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 final car fright uh and then uh no you know so
1: it's like oh okay well get in, get in the get in the ava rayland get in the <laughs> get ava
2: the,
1: get, <laughs> you have to get in the ava Walton Goggins is actually
2: great casting for an American Gendo.
1: <laughs> I could see it.
2: Oh, yeah, I could definitely see it.
1: Oh, yeah. you are like, there's God. a charm
2: to this man and an energy, and he's awful. He's so clearly evil. Every moment of him is screaming that he's evil.
1: Yeah, and he's like uh, ostensibly on the good side, but like for most of the show, but you don't like him.
2: But they're like, oh, someone's going to have to drive uh, uh, Boyd in. <laughs> And Rachel's like, I'll do it. Because Raylan's like, I will probably shoot him if you put me in charge. (laughs) Statistically speaking, at some point in that car ride, I will shoot him. And so he's like, I'll drive Ava. And Art's like, you know, I don't think she's going to mention those where those other $9 million are located. And he's just like, what, you don't trust me? It's just like, very much like... I remember when I first saw this episode, I was like, is Raylan about to leave town with Ava? Like... uh, And instead... um. Uh, just because we forgot about him, uh, Jonathan Tucker's terrible uh, boon comes arriving and crashes right into to uh, Raylan and, and Ava, and is like, alright, it's a final confrontation. You know, because, uh, yeah, it's like, Ava's like, what did you, uh, what did you try to prove by letting Boyd live? And, uh, and Raylan's just like, nothing. And then they get hit by the car and it's like, alright, time to shoot at each other. And, uh, you know, it's like, all right, this this room had a confrontation and you, and Raylan go they both go down immediately, but we see, you know, like Boone is still standing-ish. Like he's like upright mm-hmm. enough that you're like, Oh shit, did Raylan just die? Did this guy, did this horrible mustached man do it? <laughs> you know, and then like we pan over and we see that the cowboy hat just has the whole Yeah. Like <sighs> the entrance of the wound. It's like, oh, okay. And uh and like He did create you know, Raylan's head. Yeah, and uh Boone like tries to, to shoot at him as he's dying, but Loretta just comes over and just, like, steps on his hand, says no words, and then he dies, and it's like, all right, everything's worked out for our heroes, and, like, Raylan sits forward. he's killed like, Raylan's right.
0: soul by shooting his hat. And this is there halfway is an episode through where the Ra- episode. There is an episode where Raylan gets his hat stolen, and it's the most pissed that he ever is at any point in the show. Indiana like Jones. Like, the entire episode, Shit. he's just off, kind of like Mario, if you lose your hat. <laughs> uh, That's been <laughs>
1: happening since... Since stories of Thor losing his hammer, yeah, yeah, is, it's very, it's
2: very biblical. It's Samson and yeah. Samson's yeah. hair. Yeah,
1: it would be great though if when Raylan
2: lost his hat, he did shrink down Mario size. Like it, it would be good if, if he took like way oh, yeah, more damage
0: get from any punch or anything that he took because he lost his hat. He's blinking because he's a dang, blinking a dang red monkey stole it, or a cloud blew it off <laughs> his head. Oh, good. Series. The whole
1: episode, you just have to listen to this horrible be doop be doop god damn it i get it i'm dying (laughs) i know climb tall tall mountain again
0: Uh, um, gotta go on the rolling log again
2: i do also look like just the sort of reaction they're like they're like oh we've got it it's all worked out and then ava just speeds off (laughs) and Raylan's like ah damn it damn it (laughs) art's gonna give me hell for this uh which exactly happens
1: get in the ava (laughs)
2: Uh, Raylan, so get in the Ava or Tim's gonna have to do it. And you know that Tim <laughs> is a powdered keg ready to explode. He is an alcoholic PTSD veteran. You can't have him
0: do it, Raylan. Also gay, according to Graham Yost, but they couldn't find a way to f- put it
2: in the show. That wow, how, how, how JK Rowling of him. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Uh, like JK Raylan didn't get back with, um, Winona, well they did he but had they had a, a brief kid. fling with Winona
0: again at some point and yeah she had his kid but they did not remarry. But we get the 4 years later in Miami. He's the only man who owns a Miami Marlins shirt and wears it enough that it's faded making him the biggest Marlins
2: fan of all time. It is so jarring.
1: Isn't there to that see guy
2: Raylan Givens without a hat wearing a Miami Marlins shirt. This feels Steven, less much like a Raylan- Marlins
0: man. <laughs>
1: Yes, I am. Yes.
2: <laughs> Let me just finish this thought that I was like, this feels less like Raylan Givens and more Timothy Oliphant scene before, like arriving at set one day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's just like, uh, is this? Was there like a problem in costume that day? And he's like, hey, I'll just wear this. It's yeah, fine. It's laundry day. <laughs> it's, it's Raylan's laundry day. <laughs> I had to. I, my
1: hat's getting dry cleaned.
0: Yeah, he's
2: talking. Stephen, you kid. were saying.
1: Oh look! I don't know. I was just going to say Marlins man. <laughs> I, just yeah, that's all. I just wanted. I just wanted to remember. Marlins a guy. man is more a fan we, of being on TV remembering than remembering he is of the Miami Marlins. <laughs> yeah.
2: I liked wh- which fan base booed that guy so badly that he was like, "I'm not going anymore."
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're so rude here, and it's like, yeah, fucking scumbag. I mean, I would guess Boston based on that description. Yeah.
0: Philadelphia. The one good thing they did. I have a question that's related to Justified. Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce the last name of it? It's like David Kuchner, 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 Kechner, Champ Kind. Champkind. You're talking about okay. Champkind so showed up in this. Kechner. that's how you say it? I okay. believe it's Kuchner. I believe it's Kechner. Right. I believe it is also Kuchner. Am I right or wrong about this? David Kechner. Comedies John Carroll Lynch?
2: <laughs> I really like
0: this. Yes. <laughs>
2: i really I like this who, i also
0: I bald guy that shows up and you're not really sure what his deal is but you're like i just really like every time he's there
1: like yeah. i <laughs> couldn't tell you what his <laughs> i fully was like holy <laughs> shit what like when he yeah, suddenly was there very much like oh angerman guys here that's <laughs> nice <laughs>
2: But it is the weird moment when he appears in this show where it's like, I have to believe you just were a really big fan of the show. Yeah. Because your energy <laughs> is so jarring yeah. compared to what the rest of this program yeah. is. Like, and you're he in has, it. He's on the show occasionally. I
0: forget what. He's like, obviously from. Another okay. He's in office. two episodes. Right.
2: So I guess there's like, I must have been another
1: he time not where he comes back. just popping up in the finale where, yeah. and
0: they're like, we got David Keckner to be here.
1: Is he in Twin Peaks season three or am I conflating him with He is. Else? Yeah. Okay. Detective Fusco. I have it right here. Huh. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, it's because he's, he's a
0: guy who doesn't come off. He doesn't look like a comedy dude. He, he very can easily, he looks like a, a cop. So
2: he is. He would fit he in these things. Like yeah. Cop. But the thing is, is that Steven has already pointed out is that because you see him now and you're like, Oh, it's, it's, uh, I don't remember his Champ character Grant. in Anchorman. There we go. I knew Travis Wood. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't remember his name, but I knew someone here will, um, where you're just like, oh my god, champ, kind, whammy, but yeah. So he's uh, he's back in Miami. Uh, he's been there four years. He's moved. I, I did like the, the 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 very casual farewells. This is the platonic ideal of male friendship, according to the internet. Of like the, how you say goodbye to these people is you give one guy the friends of Eddie Coyle, another one just <laughs> give compliments him a book, your hat. A times. yeah, and then you both do a shot and leave. Whiskey. Like yeah. that's all it is. Irish exits on their lives, in a way. And then... Uh, um, he's talking to his daughter about fish guts, ice cream. Yes. Uh, but he, uh, he's... Uh, Rachel finds an article, sends it to Raylan that shows Ava in a pumpkin patch in California. So Raylan's like, Well, I gotta go out that way. And finds that she has a kid. Uh, and that uh, he's like, Oh, uh, Winn Duffy must have been the one that helped you get out of there. And unfortunately, we do not get Winn Duffy... Uh, One of the best characters in this program. Only the mere appearance of him.
0: The ambiguously gay uh, Detroit Mafia or Dixie Mafia middleman who operates out of a mobile home with one other goon that lives there, uh, and he's really into women's tennis, uh, has at least one scene where someone, I think someone walks in and he is getting out of a tanning bed and he's got like the goggles on and is just wearing like a Speedo. And he is the recipient of the most famous line and moment in the show, which is when Raylan. Walks in there, throws a bullet at him, and goes. Next one's coming faster. And <laughs> then tells other really people, good. and then is seen at the office <laughs> later Holy telling shit, someone. So then I so said, good. "Next one's
2: coming faster." <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. That's it's not just that he says it; it's <laughs> that he's like, "And hey man, what happened?" And like later, there's a hearing. He's like, "The plaintiff says that you threw a bullet at him," uh, and it's like, "Well, yeah." was just sort of. Leave town thing. I dropped it and was like, "Next one's coming faster." And the guy like doing that is like, "That's the coolest thing I've ever heard." (laughs) (laughs) Like everyone reacts in the universe to it being sick
0: as shit. It's so cool. And also, Uh, everyone hates Win Duffy, who is the biggest
1: worm on the show. It's fun to write something so cool that everyone agrees that it's cool, and then you can have the people in your universe react to it like it's cool. That In a is, show where everyone says cool
0: shit all the time, that there's one yeah. thing where they were like, "We've got to, got bring this up."
2: <laughs> yeah. I also remember that there's one time where Raylan says to like Win, he's like, "Next time we have a conversation, I'm gonna kill you." And then they're having a conversation later, and Win's like, "Didn't you say the next time we had a conversation, you were going to shoot me?" And <laughs> Raylan's like, "That's not this conversation." <laughs> <laughs> like something like that is what happens.
0: I love the implication that Win got her out at a fake dog grooming. Business van or whatever.
2: Yeah, helps. helps it gets out. Uh, there's also one where like, I remember he's like, "Are you insinuating that I'm a fake blonde?" Is the thing that he says. <laughs> Just real, real yeah. perfect character. He's played by but Jerry yeah, so,
0: Burns, who Breaking Bad heads may know as the group leader at the like therapy session or whatever that Jesse goes to, and he's the guy who's like reveals that he like ran over his own kid or
2: something. Very specific. No <laughs> memory Burns of that. Role. So, um, yeah, Raylan now sees that uh, that she has a child. And he's like, well, hell, how did, you're what fine.
1: He, what do you think he does f- to hire up people? Because like, didn't someone else tell him that this was happening? Like, how did he go back and be like, yeah, I killed her or whatever?
0: Oh, like how, when he gets back to Miami and that he let Ava go?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, he doesn't have to tell anyone there. He, Raylan comes
0: he out and like, he's like, didn't find her.
2: Laid was dead. Yeah. yeah Got there. So. She was already right. gone. I do also like him, when you're like, why is it that everyone that I come and find is like, oh, I haven't done the thing, I've only been a normal citizen, or whatever, the whole <laughs> yeah. like. I and haven't, do I've I'm I'm done supposed to, only what i I'm, I'm supposed
0: to. to congratulate you for doing things that nobody's supposed to be doing in the first place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I'm bringing you in. And then she's like, I have a son, he's like, damn it, i not can't you can't tell Boyd in. that it's his kid. Uh, and she's like, do not tell Boyd about it. And Raylan's like, hell, okay, well... Okay, well, I know what I gotta do. And so uh, you see Boyd as a preacher for the inmates, you know, and he's like, oh, back to his old tricks. And he's just like, hey, um, you've got a visitor. And Boyd's like, eh, it's not visiting days, like, not that kind of visitor. And then, who is it, of course, on the glass? Who is it, of course, sitting there on the other side of the glass with the phone? It's Raylan Givens. And he's like, hey, I uh, wanted you to, to know, uh, Ava died in a car crash in Texas three years ago. We only just figured this all out. And this beautiful moment. This is like truly like just like a wonderful, beautiful little moment in television of just them talking all of this and Boyd being like, you could have called the warden. Why did you come here? And Raylan at first is like, I thought it was the news that deserves to be delivered in person. Boyd's like, is that it? He's like, well... If I allow myself to be sentimental, which good start already. Ah, I love it. And then he's just like, there is one thing that comes to my mind. And boy, then immediately he's like, we dug coal together. And Raylan just goes, that's right. And then, end. Yep. no other, like, they were like, boom, we got that. That's there. all you need. The message is done.
0: Fucking <laughs> cut. There's just the little the little text thing that's like thanks to the U.S. Marshal Service for and other people who like told us their stories that they presumably used to inspiration for the show, and uh, thanks to Elmore and Leonard, to Leonard,
2: RIP, RIP, uh, yeah, cool to tell, great, good yeah. show, awesome show, good time was had by all at various levels of good. But got, all, got, got, all got me all excited
0: to watch City Primeval when it comes out next month. Uh, RoboCop had better be real in that show if they're gonna have that <laughs> name.
2: You gotta have some. It's set, level in de- it's set
0: in Detroit. Yeah, I know. So
2: you gotta <laughs> Yeah, it's either that or like the, the like he midway through the series realizes that um Boyd Holbrook's character is also his character from Sandman and he doesn't have eyes, he has teeth where eyes should be. At the
0: very least it feels very like it like a true detective type ambiguous supernatural thing should be an element of it. That's what I'm saying. But I don't think City
2: I'm primeval. It. If you're gonna call it that, dude. We'll come back to cover that. We'll just watch one episode of City Primaeval or something. Who knows? Um, Goes on our backlog of like follow-up stuff we need to do. Yeah.
0: A month I'll where like we do that. 24. Do Dexter New Blood. Do the I was thinking about again.
2: how funny Um, not just one season television series, but um, mini-series month would be. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> It's so
0: stupid to do two episodes
2: of a miniseries. I know, that's why I thought it would be really funny. Just watch the like first and last you got, got the whole story. Yeah. First, first, you watched and, last the first and last episode of episode. Salem's
0: Lot, of which there were two episodes.
2: <laughs> funny bit. That's Just doing the bad. first and last episode of Angels in America, and you're like, yeah, you missed some stuff in the middle, but you All got right. most of it. Get,
1: uh, yeah, we're, this, this week we're doing The Stand.
2: Oh, it's old Stephen King <laughs> miniseries. Yeah.
0: it is also a two-part miniseries. Wow.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, Jesus well uh, that's not it for next month. But we did just wrap up Justified. And that was a me pick, which means Travis, you're next, right? Mm-hmm. What? Uh, what do you have on the docket? Knowing that Matt might then pick a show, <laughs> directly jumping off of that. Well, I factored that into this equation,
0: so I picked Dilbert.
1: Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. They made a Dilbert show?
0: They made a Dilbert show. Do you want to tell us
1: what you think you know about it? (laughs) Awful. I mean, I can talk about Dilbert. I think I talked last month. Somebody else talked about Dilbert. You
0: did talk last week. Matt, do you want to talk about what you think the Dilbert TV series is?
2: Or Ian, maybe? (laughs) God, it just barely comes under the wire. (laughs) I'll do it. (laughs) Fuck you. Put put the, the time... Give me, the, give me the time and count me in. Uh,
0: okay, Ian. Uh, you have 30 seconds. Tell us everything you, you think you know about the TV series Dilbert and
2: go. Uh, It's uh, Dilbert is a TV series it's a cartoon adaptation of the the comic strip Dilbert by Scott Adams which is fun because Steven and I for a while were trying to brainstorm a joke that was involved in the fact that we need two people where one's boyfriend was Scott and one's boyfriend was Adam and we had this thing where we're trying to figure out because there's both an Adam Scott and a Scott Adams that Mm. are notable we could never really figure out the final piece of that joke we just kept saying things around it for like a couple hours one day Mm. you know just on and off like what about this but it never came to anything much
1: like Dilbert which sucks Sucks. time <laughs> did you just like have a pretty good mental idea of what 30 seconds was is yeah, that what happened yeah. there yeah i did actually <laughs> yeah we've been that doing this a good. while
2: yeah. I, uh, I also because i like, was also
1: like
0: audacity in reading that time or anything yeah no
2: I, I i i don't have anything up for that it was truly just me feeling out the time and being like if there's a long pause afterwards it's funny
1: uh the power of editing could make anything seem like anything but listener please believe me when i say there was approximately one second after that pause you heard
2: that was real well i don't actually (laughs) know that matt might have made it longer i don't he can do anything
1: he can make it shorter longer i might have made it longer because i didn't turn in my audio who knows (laughs) (laughs) anything
2: is is possible I don't think we ever
1: established to like the listener
0: why you would ever be producing an episode like I think (laughs) it's just like sometimes you do
2: it but like we've never said yeah the canon is uh, (laughs) ah well a peek behind the curtain well thank you for joining us on this wonderful journey and sorry that you have to come back next week because we got you once that's the rules now you have to come back for Dilbert uh, and unfortunately
0: thanks. something worse than that the week after.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you Yeah, Matt
0: <laughs> but it probably put, won't be title based. That's true. I did or I if its it is it'll be a really big stretch if if you want the bit to die that badly and you think it's a bad bit, you needed a little bit of perspective on what a bad bit really is. Uh so I <laughs> will <we'll, laughs> we'll bit every show this you've is ever the picked. Bit equivalent
1: of your fucking parents making you smoke a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Now hold on. Now hold on. There was there was the three season American reality tra- Travel Channel show, Bert the the Conqueror that we yeah do. I mean this if he wants like Bert. he could do that he could look for shows that begin in D and end in T
0: or something if he's truly just like dying to do it but it just won't really have quite the same effect as Masters May or <laughs> right simple I don't hear. know.
2: Bert, Bert, or July.
1: Oh <laughs> Bert July. Bert he has July. He has to watch. He has to watch the first and last episode Shows that are of the uh, Brett Bielema Bird. tenure at Arkansas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you guys could, uh, if you
1: managed to do a whole
0: month of Bert July, that would be extremely good. <laughs> July
2: Bert. It should just, just be July Bert, actually. Burt Lancaster. Bert TV I mean,
1: we could. We could. You could get Bert's. You know, there around. are always Berts.
2: Yeah. Lots of birds around. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, that's all the news that's fit for print. I mean, Benson. That was Matt Ciani, Travis Marman and finally bringing us home.
1: Stephen Doughton? This ain't the first time you had a gun pointed at you. You ever had one stuck under your chin? Rub that steel against your neck, make a mighty mess of your head.